Welcome to the worst roller coaster podcast on the internet. Now, let's join Ben and Zach as they tell you why your favorite coaster sucks. I'm Zach, and I'm half vaccinated. I'm Ben, and I'm half overweight. I'm KI, and I just bought Clementon Park. Holy moly. I thought it might have been Gene Staples. <laughs> nah, nah, yeah, I didn't. But it's it's the one and only KI. That's What's good. What's up, guys? You, you have experience at parks, so now I think you're going to run Clementon smoothly. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best thing. You know, my, my backup one, I was going to say, um, you know, my Batman the Ride clone swings to the laptop. <laughs> but I, I, I felt like I would be a little more uh, uh, contemporary. That's perfect. I, I think um, you know, threaten Jackrabbit a little bit, or whatever the name of that ride was, J two. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, the, that ride they they called it Jackrabbit, right? But then they changed the name to Hellcat. And I wrote, I don't know if you've ridden, have you ridden that ride <laughs> with the no, one in Clemson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it was one of those rides where that I could tell was really awesome. Probably the first week it opened, but yeah, it was a little janky. Yeah, it was definitely more of a Hellcat than a Jackrabbit, so I understand why they changed the name. <laughs> did uh, did you get to ride it the first season before all the trim bricks? Uh, I probably rode it about ten years ago. I don't know what that. Oh, probably okay. not. No, I think it was it was pretty uh, hellacious when I you know when I rode it. Well, but, but I remember it was a good ride or it had potential. To be. Yeah. Well, there there's a POV on YouTube of it during probably like the opening month. And you can tell how just fucking crazy the ride looks. It basically looks like how an RMC paces, but you can tell it's not meant to be on that kind of wooden track. So, oh boy, it, it's pretty nuts. Nice. Yeah, right. so. I. Oh yeah. Also, I feel like that park probably like six seasons after that ride opened, they have like a staff meeting before this, the opening day, and they're like. All right, I was doing a little research last night, and it turns out you have to do maintenance on a roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> well, did you know they added there's there was four trim bricks on the fir- halfway down the first drop? Oh, so it had like a mean streak going on. Uh, yeah. I don't found cedar horrific. I, I rode it at night. I remember it being incredibly intense. It probably needed those breaks. Um, I remember, you know, it felt like kind of like ominous, like, you know, kind of like, uh, you know, being over the water and, you know, it felt kind of like, uh, like, uh, I don't know, being in like one of those weird, like, uh, you know, Super Mario uh, things where you're like running on, you know, a small, like narrow piece of uh, 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 platform and you're going to fall to your doom. So right. Maybe they should make it uh, like Super Nintendo Land or something. I don't know. But <laughs> they're, like, I was, they're like, we promise this ride has never been ejected from the tracks. They're like, you're like, uh, cool. Uh, I didn't ask. <laughs> but anyway, that was my sense of humor. I was trying to be contemporary, you know, with the, the, the latest news. But uh, Nailed all. it right on time. <laughs> we've, we've given up any sense of being timely with this damn thing. Because okay. uh, I don't know if time even exists anymore. Right. It's kind of like whatever is easier to, whatever falls out of the mouth sometimes. Yeah, I only I only think about half the time before I speak. The rest <laughs> of it is just instinct. <laughs> yeah. 
But uh, K.I. wrote an awesome book called Summer's Reach. It's super fun. Um, I, I gleaned it's it's you know a partially autobiographical coming of age story centered around working at Cedar Point. That's really I thought the the pitch that I got from it. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's a good elevator pitch, and uh, it takes place in uh, 2003, which was a, a big year for that uh, specific park, um, you know, and uh, an interesting uh, season because you know Top Thrill Dragster, uh, you know, opened, um, but you know it's a pretty uh, dramatic uh, season. Um, you know, there were a couple other events, and you know, it was early off nostalgia. You know, it, it, it's a it's a it's a historical piece. Uh, it explores the the, uh, the kind of friendship of uh, four friends. Um, they're all roller coaster enthusiasts, and uh, yeah, it was a it was a fun uh, passion project. And I gotta say, if you've ever been to Cedar Point, you do a great job of being able to set the scene visually. You're you're able to paint the picture very well, so it was easy as the reader to just imagine the the universe very easily <clears throat> so the story came to life that much easier it's a 350 page trip report <laughs> that's a good way to put it yeah it's a trip report of uh of of your your working experience pretty much yeah yeah no i actually did i thought like you know what if you know i'm gonna play around with the genre you know i you know i grew up in the you know, the, the rec roller coaster, you know, early 2000s, you know, uh, you know, you go to the amusement park, you post your trip report, you know, you write your opinions on everything. Now you do it all on, on, on the video. But but back then you wrote and I said, well, you know, if if this kind of became a, a, a longer uh, narrative where there's there's characters involved and, uh, you know, that's that was one of the the you know, the plot points of how I how I started this project and uh yeah, each yeah, ride gets its due. Each ride has a kind of a, 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 a kind of a, a little bit of an extrapolation about it. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, go I, ahead, Ben. I was just gonna say it's nice to, uh, to kind of experience that form again in, in writing because, like you were saying, that's all that was at a certain point. And now with YouTube and stuff, it almost—I don't want to say takes the fun away, but. It's almost too easy to document every minute you spend in a park. And so there's something kind of special about having to write it out like, you know, a day after the trip and also kind of the anticipation of going to a park and then like, oh, man, I can't wait to write the trip report and post it. Like it was kind of a different, uh, different kind of fun. Yeah, I think there was maybe a, a little like mystery to it just helped with the excitement in a lot of ways. Like the idea of like, Oh, I'm going to this park and like, maybe I found the map on Google and I read other people's trip reports, but I still don't really know like how the park is laid out or how it'll look. You know what I mean? But now you could type in any park and find a four hour video of a person walking around the entire thing. Just Ford POV. And just walking around a park and it's like, okay, there's, there's literally no mystery to it anymore. <laughs> but also I was going to say you ended up being more timely than you had even intended, I believe, because, uh, the paddle wheel excursions inclusion in the book. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. That, um, I, yeah, I did, uh, you know, so I, I started the project in probably late, um, 2018 and it took about six months to crank down to draft. And then I spent another, um, year, uh, writing it. So yeah, I had written that portion before, um, they announced that they were bringing the ride back. Um, so and actually like one of the themes of the book, uh, you know, in addition to being a trip report is like this, this, uh, this revisiting of places that, that are gone. Like a lot of my big set pieces in the book are at rides or places in the peninsula or even other parks and places in the Midwest that no longer exist. And, uh, you know, I wanted to, uh, to kind of document my memory of those places before it faded or, or was like overwritten by more uh, current incarnations because I keep going back, obviously. Um, so, uh, so yeah, there's a lot of that in the book. Or tr- and and to, to that effect, I'd like to say, man, um, a, as a Chicagoan, the inclusion of the rich detail of Chicago in the surrounding area to start off the book was appreciated. Also the inclusion of, uh, and I won't give away too much detail, but uh fun spot in Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I, you know, I love Chicago. You know, we were talking about this about, you know, I, I, that city's, you know, being an architecture guy, you know, I've, you know, roller coasters aside, I just, I love the Midwest and that, that's that style of Chicago and, specifically um but yeah but that was my approach right like you had to you had to get to the park so you kind of start and you meet the character and you kind of learn what's inside the character's head as he's traveling and then you know then you experience the the summer as as the character did or you know as a version of i did um back then you know, from the, from the approach against the peninsula, which, you know, I don't care, you know, every article, you know, every, uh, you know, video on YouTube or whatever, you know, that approach of, you know, going across that causeway to, uh, you know, the peninsula the first time. Um, I mean, that's uncomparable. I mean, that, that's, you know, is the, in real life is better than you can't steal that moment. And it's also one of the hardest things to describe in writing too. Like, I'm like, how, yeah. how do you describe that approach to seeing that, that peninsula the first time? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like the world opens up in front of you and then it's just the biggest collection of roller coasters and everything. It's like amazing because even though you know all the stats about every ride, everything looks bigger than you picture it. Mm-hmm. Well, you're like, holy shit. Like you see millennium force. You're like, Oh my God. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, the first time I drove over was 2000 with millennium force open and I was, you know, being 10. Yeah. Like that approach. Like, I feel like I still remember it. It was pretty impactful. Um, and then I would say that, you know, the second time with like seeing dragster for the first time on the peninsula was pretty fucking crazy too. Yeah, no, anytime I'm, you know, once you hit that corner and you see that view, it's like, it's moving. It's like, so. Yeah, it's it's powerful if you're a, a coaster person. I mean, even if you're not a coaster person, I imagine there's some gravity to that, excuse the terrible pun, 
but to that reveal just because it's like it's it's overwhelming so you that that description is that is 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 probably about as apt as you could be because other than you know it's kind of an indescribable feeling but that description you you put in the book definitely took me right back to that experience And it's amazing how honestly that feeling doesn't really fade every time I've gone back. When you see that view, too. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's I mean, like you, I, I don't think I'd ever drive up there and be like, oh, yeah, fucking uh, rides. <laughs> you know? Well, with the exception of when you got to work all day on Fourth of July and you're stuck in traffic <laughs> from like way back in town. It's a little different and it's like a hundred degrees, but yeah, maybe when you're not working. <laughs> well, see, like I said, I'm, I'm not a part of the club. You guys both worked there. I worked at great America. So I had the regional experience. You guys share the, uh, the kinship of having Cedar point experience. Hey, ben, what year did you work at Cedar point? Uh, 2010 through 2012. All right. Yeah. And you were at Chance Park, you said, or it was at, I've heard on previous podcasts, you kind of discuss it a little. Yeah. Yeah. So in some ways there was, you know, I didn't have the whole ride host experience, but, um, it, it was different in its own way. Like it was kind of nice being back part of Soak city. Cause it was a lot more laid back. Um, we got away with a lot of shit. Like our, uh, I mean, our supervisor was more of a resort supervisor than he was a ride supervisor. So he didn't really care what we did. Um, so, yeah, it was a different kind of experience, but it was unique. So I don't really regret not doing rides, especially hearing all my friends when they'd have to work open the clothes um, on the busy days. And, you know, we got a little bit of a break. Yeah, definitely. I was kind of in the – I had similar, you know, I was back in the, the – at the – sandcastle um but yeah for the same 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 thing that you just said and did you did you live at on the point at any point or did you, you you mentioned commuting into work but did you ever were you ever at cedars no i didn't i never did cedars um well i did cedars for like a week but i was mostly commons um i was in fort yeah i was in 1400s oh man cedars was i mean you know cedars was awesome because of I mean, first of all, it was like an old historic building. So, I mean, while, you know, you, you really had to appreciate the kind of like the character of it. I mean, it yeah. was a resort at one point. They were selling those rooms until like 1930. Um, yeah. Um, Do you ever hear about Dick Kinzel's suite? Or like, yeah. Or, yeah. Well, or it wasn't Kinzel. It was a dude before him, right? It was, uh, what was it? Uh, who was the guy before him? The guy in the, like the 70s guy from Cleveland. Um, but yeah, I did hear that there was somebody in there. Um, yeah, it was, uh, it was like a four person corner room. So I, a friend of mine was in there for the two years that I worked there. Um, mm-hmm. so it had, the room has like five big windows. It looks over the water. Um, and if you have an AC in there, it's pretty great. Um, played beer pong in there all the time. Yeah. I mean, that was, it was, I mean, just the idea of living there on the peninsula, which you can't do anymore because they knocked all the dorms down and they put yeah. all the, the rooms back on in, uh, in breakers. Um, 
but uh i mean yeah just getting up and you know you know not having i mean i didn't have a car so you know like not having that shuttle uh but i mean that was like the um you know like me and my you know four or five coaster enthusiasts uh friends you know <laughs> we're, all, we're all all chose to be there and everybody else was like you're nuts like why would you want to be at that dorm where you could be like what know? um did you like when you lived there did you have an ac unit uh i no, i remember a box fan i don't think so i lived okay. in i lived in the portion that was closest to like the wildcat and i don't know if you got to the part with the, where the, so it's talking about the the screeching owls and the the snoopy theater like that's where our room but we looked towards the water we didn't look towards the park um, okay but uh yeah it was uh yeah it was cool yeah i was gonna say as someone who isn't quite as familiar if you wouldn't mind orienting me i believe i i caught the reference about wildcat and the snoopy theater was it all just kind of behind there near the train shop and stuff? Yeah, it was on the other side of the perimeter road. So like Okay. But it was like a it was like an E. So there was like a there was like a, a an area that kind of like flanked the road and then there were like, I don't know, maybe more than three wings, but there were wings that then ran perpendicular out towards Sandusky Bay. Um Interesting. Because it was originally like two different hotels. I think it was called like the White Hotel and something. And it's there were there there were two hotels there that like from like the early you know twentieth uh, century that predated Breakers. And then they kind of combined them into uh, uh, the Cedars Hotel, but they never like modernized it in a way that they provided like you know uh, restrooms in each of the rooms, bathrooms. So it wouldn't you know, you know, that became like modern amenity. And, and I think like in the twenties or the thirties, they, uh, they started making it, uh, uh, employee housing. So you had shared restrooms your whole summer then. Yeah. But there was like, actually, actually like, like there was, a um, like a little one in our hallway, at least like there was like, uh, if I were, you know, there was like, we had like, yeah, it was, it was shared. It was like being in college. It was like, uh, I think they all had shared restrooms, though, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, ex- I mean, other than Bayside, um, yeah, Commons was all shared restrooms down the hall, or per per floor. Yeah, like one per floor. They're like, we're not giving these kids a cocaine room. <laughs> well, like, um, yeah. The the only thing that sucked was the showers. So, um, like in the morning, our floor only had five showers, so you kind of had to just wait for the showers to open and they're usually pretty gross. Um, I've seen some pretty disgusting things in those showers because the so curtain only go the, would like, would be like two, three feet off the ground. So you could see everybody's legs. Sometimes there is more than one person in there. So this is where the power tower shower hour comes from. Well, that cedar somewhat. So, okay. Did all the bathrooms, was there like a main, like shared shower area in Cedars. Yes. Right. And There's so, one, yeah. So like the shower that I used was like there, we had like kind of, it wasn't a private shower because it was shared between like 10 rooms, but it was like a single stall. So like, that was what I always used. but yeah, there was a reputation and I, you've talked about this on the show before. Uh, <laughs> and, and I, I brought it up in the book and I was like, you know, I, you know, there were a couple of things that I was going to, I was going to chop. Yeah. Like, 
like I, I remember seeing that shower, but I wasn't, I didn't, rem, I don't remember if like that's how all the showers were in the building or if it was just that one big shower. Cause weren't I, there, I think it was like that one central one. Yeah. Okay. But there were other places. Um, but I mean, now it's all gone. Yeah. I mean, at like go, yeah, you'd like go into the bathroom to take a shit at like 3 a.m. And sometimes there'd just be like, four people in a stall you didn't really and you just kind of like walk past it like oh okay <laughs> like they didn't try to ignore it <laughs> i i never had that experience but again i didn't use you know i i i um you know but i did write about that because i did you know from a from a kind of like an urban legends you know standpoint and i was like well is this does this need to be mentioned? But I think it was part of the, uh, the mythology. And I think you just kind of reinforced that. <laughs> well, I always, I always thought it was funny too. When, when guys would bring, if they'd bring their, they'd try to sneak their girlfriends into the shower sometimes. And, uh, then it was always a matter of not getting caught by security trying to, and then like sneaking around. That was always kind of funny. Yeah. Well, as I, you know, wrote in the book, um, you know, my characters and, you know, I, I, again, I should, I should put this disclaimer. The book is fiction, right? You know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a tall tale of a you know, novel. Um, you know, all the characters are, uh, you know, uh, figments of my imagination. Um, but, uh, you know, there, you know, there is, you know, characters that sneak girls in and, you know, explains how it was done. With, with yeah. The building when it existed. Yeah, well, I mean, so wait, I, I have to ask real quick. All the housing is different now from when the book was written. I think they just knocked down commons, right? Okay. I just I saw pictures of them demoing all the I think all the dorms have been demoed at this point. I don't know where people are living, but Oh really? I so initially I thought it was just those shared apartments and the dorms stayed, but it, I don't know. I I'll have to look into that. But, we'll have to ask our buddy who works at housing yeah zach so like when i worked there there was like there were the 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 on-point dorms there was cedars which was like over you know by the wildcat and then there was a a, a (laughs) dorm called a gold dorm which was over by breakers next to the water tower kind of ran along corsker which was like the girls dorm um Mm -hmm. and then there was like this is before they did the breakers reno they kind of had people scattered upstairs in the rotunda and rooms that all stood in their private bathrooms and weren't accessible elevator at the time but now those are all renovated um so like that's where you could live on point one of those three places but now you can't live anywhere on point i don't think damn golds golds was a shithole that was probably the worst one or the employee housing instead of breakers yeah Uh, yeah. some of that was pretty bad too yeah i lived there for a little bit i wrote about that oh was that was that co-ed um i mean i lived there by myself so like oh. no, i don't know if it was yeah i mean the rooms were yeah i think it must have been going i mean it was like in the hotel so it was like you know okay yeah yeah golds just reminded me of like uh it was like a shack like a military barracks shack um and it was like super old Cedars at least had the Cedars at least had a historic charm to it, and then Commons was like living in a jail, 
it was like you were in jail, but it it was easy to meet people in commons. It was more social, I felt like. Um, plus, it was easier if you had a car. Yeah, yeah, I remember. I, I was there, you know, for a couple of days, too, I think. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't know what the, the those gold buildings originally were. I'm sure they had some historic uh, purpose before they were dormitories. Well, did you, um, I mean, did you see what they have there now um, or what they put in recently, I guess, or I guess like 10 years ago? Um, now there's this whole employee area where the food is super cheap and they have like game rooms and um, like there's like a computer lab and there's soda and I guess you can buy beer now too, apparently. No, uh, I, I haven't been there as an employee since 2003, so I've only as a... Guest. Yeah, it's like a totally different experience now. Yeah. Or until until this past year, I guess. <clears throat> Zach, did you ever uh, see the Six Flags employee housing? <laughs> I mean, there was the, they had so, it right. Like, so here's the deal with quote unquote six flags employee housing at least at great america i don't know about any other park but when i worked in rides six flags did offer employee housing but only for international employees who stayed at like a cano lodge in waukegan down the street oh okay and so they would have like these parties at the pool where all of them were underage here and would drink but they were all of drinking age from where they came from you know and so they'd get busted by the cops i heard about it all the time there'd be like international people on my cruise and they'd be like yes uh we party last night but we get bust by police <laughs> yeah that was a th- i saw that at cedar point too a lot of people who could drink in, in their home country and were just like what the fuck i can't drink here and they'd get drinking tickets yeah, well, hopefully they didn't pay him. I don't even know how that law works. So, guys, I thought I would read like a very kind of short expert excerpt from the book. Um, Perfect. Uh, you know, for for your audience. Um, so I'm gonna just like read a little here, and uh, you can cut me off if I, uh, you know, if you, if you think it's too much, but. Um, we swooped down once more, a sharp dip. I yelped in surprise, and I felt myself fly up the seat. The trees whirred by, and in the dark night light, the car clattered noisily as it began to climb again. This is great, I screamed at Ashley. Her face was bright red. Her blue eyes were wide, staring up at the top of the track. She grinned at me and started to reply, but instead she let out a startled whoop as our car plunged down. You were right, James, she exclaimed. The beast, registered trademark, is awesome. It's the best, I told you, I cried breathlessly. I climbed out of the roller coaster car and onto the platform. Hey, I am dizzy. You're always dizzy, Ashley Tees, following me out. She staggered for a few steps, then grabbed my shoulders. Whoa, I guess I'm a little dizzy too, I guess. So so I got a question real quick. Is this is this from the, the chapter that I skipped over? <laughs> <laughs> That that actually I didn't write that that that's from R. L. Stein's The Beast. 
So oh. there's no there's no plagiarism occurring here. <laughs> no, no, I want to make sure that I did not I did not write that. That's not in my book. Um, I just uh, I thought that it would be uh, I don't know appropriate for your part. Let's ride the beast again! Cried Ashley. Her eyes lit up as an exciting grin crossed her face. <laughs> Said no one since 1983. Um, yeah, what's your what? Do you like the beast? No, no shade. Just, just curious. Yeah, so I was I was talking to Zach about this before. I love the Beast. Um, uh, you know, I, I remember before the first time I rode the Beast was in two thousand three. You know, when I was coastering in Ohio with my my friends. But uh, you know, I remember as a as a kid watching all those coaster videos and being like, "What the hell is this? Like, the drop is like you know twelve degrees. Like, how could that be exciting? Like, you know, like <laughs> this is a very long POV." But, but uh, um, you know, little did I know that that was actually the most, uh, you know, intense part of the ride. But, oh, God, I love the Beast. The Beast is like, I mean, again, like, you know, like location and just like, like the Beast is the magnum of wood roller coasters. It always has a place. Yeah. I think, I think for me, I definitely, it's definitely growing. I grew, or I, I'm growing an appreciation for it. But for me, I had to kind of decouple it from how I rank roller coasters and think of it as more as just its own thing and not a roller coaster to compare it to other roller coasters. Um, plus like the history I, I, of it is pretty fascinating. So I yeah. say we just categorize it as a mind train, <laughs> but, but let's be fair here. We also must include Magnum and Gemini in that category as well. So in terms of a mind train, not quite as good as Magnum, not quite as good as Gemini, but not bad. I think better, it's better than Cedar Creek Mine Ride or Adventure Express, that's for sure. <laughs> See, I, I think Beast is better than a mind train. I I don't know. I, I don't know where to rank it. It's good, though. It's fun. I bet it was even crazier in the 70s when people were like strung out on acid and riding it at night for the first time. <laughs> the first night of the beast, yeah. You think Carl Stein was there then? You think he Maybe. actually rode the beast? Yeah, on acid. Like, he was like, idea. anyone who remembers the beast has never been on it. <laughs> <laughs> With his, his 12-year-old cousin Ashley? Oh. He's he's like, yeah, I remember that night in 79. Me and my buddy did a bunch of quaaludes and went to Kings Island. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you guys hear that bang from my end? No. Uh, there's a gunshot outside my apartment. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's fun. And I just want to clarify, you're not the one in Chicago, so... You you good? You ducking? No, I mean I'm not concerned. It's just it was just weird. Like just just weird. Well, you know, it's you hear a gunshot, it's a little Anyway, we can continue. Do the bullets go like farther in Denver like the baseballs do? You know? Oh, because of the alt- the altitude? Yeah. I don't know. That's a good question. Wait, I would is, that, is that actually true about the baseballs? Oh yeah, like yeah, like they like you know the Rockies where they play. It's like a big like it's a home run derby basically. Damn, I'm gonna have to go to a 
game at Coors Park next time I'm in Denver during the season. It's a good time. It's more fun than Elitch Gardens. Yeah, I've been true. by Elitch twice. Actually, it'll be a third time very soon where they're actually not open, and I really don't give too much of a shit other than other than it really pains me to be that close to both an arrow shuttle looper and a wooden coaster, even if it's not a good one that I can't ride. Yeah, I was going to caveat that. I was going to say, actually, yeah, a Lich Gardens is like, is it one of the only, what, it's one of the only two arrow shuttle loops left in the country? That you can ride? Yeah. Yeah, I or think there's the only three? two in America. No, yeah. Yeah, the one in Blackpool yeah, is there, and then, yeah, the one at, uh, Frontier City. And from our earlier conversations and my book, you know how much I love a fucking arrow shuttle loop. Um, you know, Dude, they're great. Yeah. Like, those launches are surprisingly forceful. Like, they're not even that... F- like, the, it's not that the top speed is that great on the launch, but the acceleration is surprisingly good for a launch system that old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think probably the last one I was on was i mean i was in a lich once probably 20 years ago and i don't know if i was on the one in blackpool more recently than that but i want to go i mean i'm i I actually goal to go on the one in frontier city because the one in frontier city is the bottom half of lightning loops and you know i rode lightning loops but i rode the top half so i want to get there before they remove that but I think I got a little more time because they just built like a roof or something for it. I'm like, oh, cool. They're not going to pull that out. Like, yeah. yeah, they like upgraded the queue this year, I think. So that's a that's a good sign. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that one being there for a minute. Yeah, I want to get out there, but it's like a hard... Plus, I can't imagine the maintenance cost on those is that high because I think it's a pretty basic launch system. And since, as you pointed out in your book, there's no banking... <laughs> <laughs> the, the trains don't really get that banged up. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. And the stuff. track doesn't the same way it would on like any other aero coaster. <laughs> Have but you guys yeah. been out there to Frontier City? Is that? Yeah, yep. Frontier City's kind of cool for for what it's it a, is. It's, it's nice. It's a very interesting park. Like the theming is incredibly well done. And then you look around on a ride and you're like, oh, there's the highway, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I driven by it, but it wasn't open then. Yeah, I mean, like, pretty much y- you can, like, slap the ground and that's the entire footprint of the park. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, at this point, though, it's kind of cool that they're maintaining, you know, those types of, like, the looping star and the shuttle loop. And that wooden coaster seems pretty unique. As far I, I, wish that I mean, it's, it's was, okay. I wish it was like better because, like, the queue line they have this whole like basically like museum setup of different wooden coasters. They're like, here's all these great wooden coasters, and you're like, oh wow, you know, and then you ride this ride and you're like, huh, this doesn't deserve a spot on that list, but uh, <laughs> right, <laughs> but it's. I don't know. Cool, cool little park. And I'm also, um, I'm also super fascinated with how that park amazingly plays such a giant part in the story of six flags. 
Yeah, they were like running their corporate. Was their corporate office actually in the park, or was it? Like I don't know if it was else? in the park or if it was like adjacent or somewhere in like Oklahoma City proper. But yeah, that park was like the center of Premier Parks. So it's like, yeah, that served such a is such a focal point for Six Flags, like the and then the Six Flags we were talking about before we started recording that like '90s Six Flags and and continuing on into O's the 2006 flags like you just don't picture frontier city because it's always like you know you think of magic mountain when you think of like the commercials and shit like frontier city really (laughs) yep yeah no i get that i'm chasing that history too you know but well mostly the shuttle loop but yeah and also the fact that since it did better than they expected they were like oh we were gonna build apartments here but i guess we'll just keep the amusement park yeah it's kind of uh reminds me of knots that it's it's just wedged in between urban sprawl and highways I wonder, knots is a little bit bigger yeah like knots i feel like there was nothing around there so i was kind of thinking like i wonder if there was anything around that area when they built the park, like if it was a super developed area or not. Disneyland. <laughs> I oh, haven't yeah. been there since uh, 2002. Uh, I watched Accelerator Test. I never wrote it. And that was, it wasn't open yet. And that was uh, the last time I was at Knott's Berry. Damn. Got to get out there. <clears throat> yeah, I do. Um, yeah, I mean, I've been I've been to Southern California. I've been to the other Southern California parks. But. Have you been? I gotta ask this one. Have you been to Disneyland? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've been. Yes, I've been to Disneyland. The last time I've been to Disney since they opened Cars, or like, um, I don't know what else has been. I've been on the Star Wars stuff in Florida, but um, okay. Because I know I know you're kind of a, a Disney fan, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I have some history there, so I, uh, yeah, I, I am, I'm appreciate their stuff. Um, but yeah, yeah, I like, yeah, I like Disney, and I've been to the, I've been to Disney Sea too, actually. So that um, one looks incredible. Yeah, yeah, that was. I've only been to the stateside parks, but I think like for me, Disneyland is the the like the gem. Yeah, like, yeah. Everything no. in Florida is is great and enjoyable, but Disneyland's on a whole nother level. Yeah, yeah, it is. And I'm not I'm not talking about DCA. Just Disneyland. <laughs> Cross yeah. the Esplanade, it's it's getting better. Looking a lot better now, but <laughs> certainly <laughs> There's how how would you say it? There is room for improvement. <laughs> yeah, I want to get back out to Southern California, you know, when that when you know, after this all this uh, you know, it's one of the tougher spots. I, I, I don't usually travel that far, but I'm, I mean, you know, on a, on a regular basis. So it'd have to be a, it'd have to be a pointed trip, but, uh, but yeah, I, I will, you know, I saw they just released, did you see the, here we can talk about news of the week. They like released a, a plan that they want to expand the parks, you know, West over there. I did see that. That's a very intriguing, uh, concept they have. Yeah. What do you think of that? I mean, that kind of blows up the original, uh, you know, hub and spoke, uh, hardcore well i i think based off of what i've seen of it they don't really have any specific plans yet they just kind of want to open it up to be able to expand 
Yeah, so yeah, but, like but not as third gate though. Yeah, as like you know, pedestrian overpass into additional land. Yeah, right? so like there's talk of a third gate, which would be incredible. Oh, maybe yeah. I don't know what they would even do. I think, I think what would really work well for them, seeing as they have such a limited space, would be like I remember hearing about this kind of like hybrid model thing that Disney wanted to do in Sydney, where they had like a handful of attractions mixed in with basically like a Disney Springs type of thing. And the attractions would all be like just upcharge. So it would have been like a selection of like a couple e-tickets from various parks. Yeah, I could see that like a mini land like that. I like Port of Ventura did or who did, who, who right. made the dragster yeah. in Europe or, So, like, I think they could do something like that where, like, instead of they have downtown Disney, they have, like, kind of a downtown Disney-esque area, but they also put an attraction or two just kind of floating outside of the park to either, A, increase revenue or, B, increase interest of going in the gates, you know? Yeah. Yeah, or more hotels or a water park. I don't know. Yeah, I could see that as well. <laughs> it's it's landlocked. They're going to be doing something to make some money. I know that's for sure. That's why I'm like hesitant to say, yeah, I think they'll have another park. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's I'm I'm surprised they have the room to spread out because there's basically strip malls that line the property already. I mean, I remember- think what they want to do is be able to like I think essentially what it was is that they basically wanted to rezone their entire thing so that they could construct whatever they wanted rather than having to have their land broken up into parcels and being like, okay, this parcel is zoned for a theme park and this parcel is zoned for dining. And you know what I mean? So they want to just be able to be like, we can expand and do whatever we want anywhere rather than these pre set up spots. Yeah. Right. Uh, makes sense. Yeah. It's like point half a step for, you know, a 20 year plan. Don't, don't get excited. Disney people. Nothing, nothing's happening soon. over there. Yeah. I would, I would say there's not going to be anything to actually come of this announced for at least three years, which means you won't actually see anything for at least five years. And that's at a bare minimum. 2032. There's your Disney minute, right? We got to stop talking about yeah, Disney well, before you're... I mean, hey, it's exciting to actually see some news happening, period. Because it's, it's been a while, so... Any, yeah. any uh, you know, news of hopefulness or expansion, that's, that's all great. What about that uh, park going wild in Iowa with those neon, you know, uh, rides, uh, you know, popping up in the cornfield? You see that? that? No, what's, no. What's going on? It, there's like a, I, God, I can't remember. It's like a tiki themed uh, expansion of a water park that's, but they got like the Intamin from somewhere in Europe. Oh, uh, yeah. Canonan oh. just happened to pop up in a field. Yeah, yeah. And it's I like, did see the picture of that. Yeah, and it's like bright colored or you know, it's like I think it was green or something. Yeah, it's like whoa. It looks great. 
Yeah, yeah, it's like awesome. Great. So. That'd have been a good coaster to go indoors. Yeah, yeah. In a mall. Ha. I feel like that ride would have been great if all of it was indoors except for the top hat. Because it like the layout's interesting and it doesn't like return near the top hat. Yeah. So I feel like yeah, if you did something like that where you put it in a mall, because all of it's pretty low to the ground other than that top hat too. You just make it launch outside of the building, kind of like one of those funky uh, indoor water parks that goes outside. Yeah, right in the snow. Yeah, well, so that mall that's in New Jersey, it's not too far from me. Um, I've been there have a couple been over times. There? I've been over there. I have not been to Nickelodeon University. I got one of my bu- one of my buddies, actually, the, the character that Javier is based on. Um, he's planning on coming to the Northeast. And uh, we, we have kind of like a, a tentative, like a larger scale coaster trip, which is going to be cool because it's not something I've done in uh, 17 years. But uh, so I, I was I was saving that um, uh, for later in the year. Um, but I did go to the water park um, with my wife a few weeks back because it was like a really cold. Uh, uh, oh, know, my God. I have day. to ask, was it worth a hundred dollars? Well, you know, I don't I'm, I, I don't know if that's what you paid, but I saw that ticket price when they announced that. And I was like, holy shit. You know, I, it was a, the novelty experience of it. It was a very good water park. The rides were very intense and they had that like drop slide. I mean, I think that those, those shoot slides where the floor drops out and like are pretty much the scariest ride out there today. I I I have never been on one of those. They look fun. They are, but they're also like, you feel very, or at least I feel very vulnerable. Like, you know, because you're not, you don't have anything like to protect you. Right. Like it's just, you're, you know bare body moving at what 40 to 50 miles an hour um and i did one like a few years back at uh you know the old action park in new jersey and and but this one that they have there is like the equivalent of you know the you know i think it might be the biggest one in the world and it's just a straight down slide so so yeah that slide which i only did once was you know i don't know if it was worth a hundred dollars but it was worth the price of admission um and they have some other good stuff there too and it was you know it was cool i enjoyed it i would go check it out if you and I, I got to imagine that like open air ceiling and heating systems got to work pretty well if you said a couple weeks ago, because I know you're up in the Northeast and it's yeah yeah it was not exactly the the warmest stuff there right now much like Chicago yeah yeah no it was it was it was cool um, yeah I mean and you know I think the other park you know is on the other side and you know I looked at it and but uh, yeah I'll go later in the, the year they got like four or five roller coasters in it so. It's pretty cool. So you're in New York, right? Yeah, I'm in the suburbs, the north suburbs. Okay. So I'm actually, so they're building that other park up like about like in the other direction, about 20, 30 miles away, that Legoland park, which is going to be for kids. But I've been driving by that like uh, pretty consistently. So that's exciting too. That's, um, there, there's coasters going into that, right? I think there's like one little kid okay. coaster. I don't think there's much, but I mean, it is a full blown theme park that they're building out. I mean, they built like a new overpass and stuff to like okay, provide right. access to it. It's, I think it's similar to the one in Florida um, without the like Cypress garden stuff that existed. Yeah. Before they built it. Okay. 
But the closest gotta, park to me actually is Rye Playland. Like that's right down the. Oh, that's such a cute little park. I love yeah, that, that park. Yeah, I love that park too. It's it's awesome. The dragon. Ah. Um, do they wait, ask the, then, does, does the merry-go-rounds? Do they still allow employees to jump on and off it? Oh, we're talking about the Derby Racer. Yeah. Yeah, that thing is. Uh, it runs much faster than the Cedar Point one does. Um, yeah, that thing is awesome. Are they still allowed to jump on and off though? Like, oh, uh, you mean like? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, they still do that. I, oh, that's holy cool. shit! Really? Yeah, because I think they have to. Like, like I think that's like part of. They have to be able to move on it. I don't. But I mean, it's like old school, like you know, operation. I mean, that thing hasn't been modernized, so. That's probably the only way they can keep it standing, given safety codes. Is like yeah. it's probably grandfathered in. Yeah, but that's like pretty if cool. If you touch it, then you have to modernize the whole thing. So they I gotta shot. ask then if you're in, if you're in New York, I have a suspicion. But uh, who's worse, Como Cuomo or De Blasio? <laughs> uh, oh man. <laughs> You know, uh, Cuomo's on a, uh, on a, you know, he's in hot water, um, <laughs> yeah. recently. Um, I like Andrew Cuomo, um, but he, he, you know, he actually, he just legalized weed too, because like, you know, he's trying to get some favor, like as of last week through like a budget resolution. So that's like coming oh, in New shit. York. He's, he's trying really hard to win some support back. <laughs> yeah. And today, today he announced that like everybody over 30 can get like a COVID vaccination. But uh, yeah, I think, um, yeah, I, I like Cuomo a lot more. I don't live in the city. I don't live in de Blasio's jurisdiction. Um, I was a big Michael Bloomberg fan. But, uh, okay. You know, you know he, he cleaned up Coney Island, brought up, brought, brought those, uh, you know, well, unlike unlike those two guys, Bloomberg just seemed more like, and and obviously I'm in a totally different state, so I don't I'm not affected the same way. But he seemed more just kind of like a weirdo. Those two seem kind of like classic New York, like what the fuck are you looking at type of dudes. He just seemed more like a independent wealth, independently wealthy weirdo. Yeah, well, he had like a kind of like an eye for design and development and kind of like, hey, let's make the city a better place through like design. And, you know, in my background, I'm like, I appreciated that where, you know, the current administration, they're like, um, and I'm not against this, but they're like more like focused on like, uh, you know, uh, like kind of social programs and less focused on like placemaking, you know, like kind of like Robert Moses was back in the day when he bulldozed all of Coney Island, like, ah, we don't need so. But, uh, you know, de Blasio is done. So he's up, you know, he's so there's somebody new coming in. And, you know, they, they got oh, okay. you know, that primary, you know, two terms, you know. So, so uh, yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Let the, let the battles begin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's not a clear front runner yet. But, I mean, it's probably very similar to Chicago. I mean, I know Chicago's got crazy politics, too, with, like, you know, all the aldermen and, you know, the machine there. But Yeah, the, the deal with Chicago is that, like, Everybody sucks. Um. So I mean, who was that like, infamous guy? Uh, was that Blagojevich? <laughs> he, that infamous guy. You're not narrowing it down from Illinois. Uh, <laughs> Barack Obama. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bl- Blagojevich. He uh he went to jail. He's currently serving a sentence. He was our governor. Or no, he yeah, he was our governor, and he was trying to bid off Obama's Senate seat when he got elected. 
But before that, our governor was George Ryan, who also went to jail. Or no, he was indicted for financial crimes. Um, yeah, our current governor, J.B. Pritzker, he actually removed uh, plumbing fixtures from some of his houses to avoid paying taxes on them. Whole bunch of cool shit, you know. Illinois is basically like, do I know this person's name? No? Well, then I'll probably go for them. <laughs> are you from Illinois too, Ben, or where are you originally from? No, I'm I'm from central Wisconsin. So uh, is Mount Olympus your home park? No, so <laughs> where I grew up so I grew up closer to Milwaukee, so Great America was my home park. Great America was like an hour. And Mount Olympus was an hour and a half. Are you sure you don't want to claim Mount Olympus? Because that was like, you know, technically it was in your state, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, at the time, I mean, at the time, though, um, like as a kid, the Dells didn't have too much. They had uh, Noah's Ark. Uh, but Mount Olympus wasn't a thing until about 2005. Um, but yeah, before Mount Olympus, the Dells pretty much just had Noah's Ark, which was always pretty cool. And then there was a place called Family Land which is what Mount Olympus uh, merged into. But it was always just kind of like a, like a shithole tourist trap to collect uh, people from Illinois and Minnesota. Branson of the North. Yeah. yeah, I've never been up there to Mount Olympus or the Dells. But if you guys do do something there, you know, late in the summer, I, I would, you know, consider going if the timing works. Yeah, I, I think it would be a lot of fun to go to Mount Olympus as a group <laughs> because – it would actually it would it, it would make it more fun. Plus, you can get away with a lot of shit there, uh, which would be kind of fun. I don't know. Yeah, I was telling we would just I have to figure out like a place to stay that wasn't the quote unquote Mount Olympus hotel. Oh, right, right. Yeah, or, we'd or have to go stay in like, the wilderness <laughs> or something. So they like bought up every shit hotel in town. So like the cedars, all... basically. Yeah, but they consider them all the Mount Olympus Hotel. So if you book with them, you could be booking a hotel that's like three miles away, or you could be booking the one next door. You don't know until you get there. Does the Mount Olympus Hotel have communal showers? <laughs> I don't even know if they have a shower. Yeah, it's a crapshoot. It depends what property you get. Um, I mean... Like some of them, you'll you'll get two beds, and you go into the room, and you realize it's a bunk bed. Um, some of them are more like dorms. Some of them are old roadway inns that are half still used for like uh, housing. So yeah, it's it's fucking weird. They basically bought up the entire Dells, and there's such an awful um, park that they made. They found a way to make the Dells worse. And more corporate kind of stuff. Because <laughs> at least, like you know, like there is a charm. Like um, there's a, like a charm to paying fifty dollars for a shithole hotel or motel in the Dells. It was like, all right, we're in the Dells. Like this place is a shithole. It's a roadway in that's been here for fifty years. But now it's like, oh, I'm this is Mount Olympus. It's a resort. Yet I'm staying in the roadway in three miles down the road, and I don't have towels. <laughs> like yeah. Yeah, the 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 Greek kind of uh, overlay does not uh, you know, all the you know theme park does not does not match the historical uh, Americana uh, you know yeah 
It's so I like places like that. I probably would have liked the Dells. I mean, you know, back in the day, but yeah, I'm trying to think of a good like a uh, what it can compare to. I mean, historically, the Dells is all there because of um, the Tommy. What's it called, right, Ben? Yeah, the Tommy Bartlett show on like yeah, um, yeah. Well, it was it was partially well that show actually. No, the the real reason is there is because of the the actual Dells. So the Dells are it's this um, like a uh, river canyon kind of system. So it's like I don't want to say mini Grand Canyon, but there's all these different rock formations that formed from the rivers, um, and then there's this giant lake. So you can take the ducks. It's like uh, those amphibious boat car things, and you drive through these canyons, and there's these rock pillars and ledges and there's this guy who jumps from one pillar to another it's called stan rock there's all this like tourist stuff and then yeah then there's the water ski show um so then people found reasons to stay there you know over the weekend and then it kind of grew it as this tourist trap but it used to be lest, lest we not forget robot world yep yep I do remember. I remember going to Robot World. There was Ripley's, believe it or not. Um, there was like a bunch of knickknack shops, a bunch of t-shirt shops. Oh, there was that park, Extreme World, across the street from Mount Olympus. Yeah. where that girl broke her neck. Yeah. <laughs> no worse. She got tower. like no worse. That's, she yeah, like, that's not funny. Like worse, she like uh, fucked her brain. Like was like hemorrhaged. Oh yeah, that's right. It was pretty bad. Yeah, it was pretty nasty. Dude, those SCAD towers looked awesome, but also, like, I don't know if I would ever do one now because of that. Well, I think the last one just closed, right? And the one in Dallas? Yeah, I heard. I never did one, but I heard that the one in Dallas just closed. Wouldn't surprise me. I know. So what was super sketchy, too, Mount Olympus owned. And the thing is, this was like 10 years ago, so I can't confirm it, but I'm pretty sure they owned a SNS Sky Coaster. So a non sky coaster licensed sky coaster. Um, so it looked a little bit different. It was weird because the flight suit, there were these straps that would like you would tie your ankles into it and it looked super sketchy. And it was actually where this girl died. And also in Wisconsin on this ride called air glory, which was a portable sky coaster that wasn't actually a sky coaster off of the side of a construction crane. Um, Oh my God. And yeah, I guess they didn't hook the cables up correctly, which I don't know how you do it. You you got to fuck that up pretty bad. Yeah, and she fell. She pulled the ripcord and fell to the ground. Jesus. So. Oh, Wisconsin. Yep. On that note, I'm going to get another beer. I'll be right back. Go ahead. Yeah. Totally. Um, I think also I'm going to go refill my drink. I'm going to monologue for a minute. Yeah, do it. Um, I don't know what to say. <laughs> let's let's just rant about Mount Olympus some more. So there was this thing back in 2006 where all of their toilets overflowed. And the thing is, because it's Mount Olympus, there's only like two bathrooms in the park. So when you go into this bathroom, there's like two inches of standing water and there's just floating chunks of toilet paper and like wood chips and just disgusting shit. And it's uh, it's 
pretty fucking disgusting. Also, if you've never seen it, look up a POV of Dive to Atlantis, the Myler water coaster. <laughs> that probably shouldn't have been a water coaster. Are either of you guys back yet? All right. The other thing that happened there was go-karts catching on fire with, like, kids driving them. Yeah. All right, I'm back, guys. I was trying to talk to myself about Mount Olympus, but I think I told all the stories already. Yeah, the yeah. farthest north north I've been, I've been to like Spring Green, like Taliesin, but what uh, uh, Spring is that a park? It's like the no, it's like the Franklin Wright stuff up there, and like oh. I think it's like a resort area. But okay, okay. But, uh, no, I have not. No, I haven't been like so. Yeah, I would love to go to like um, the Beach Bend and, and uh, um, I'm, Little America. I heard What'd Frank say? Lloyd Wright come up. You know, we have a couple of those around Chicago. Yeah, yeah, I've been to uh, some of some of those. I, I, I'll be honest. I have n- no idea the context of why those are important, but I know they exist. I, you're probably upset with me. No, no, no. It's like, you know, he's like just like a famous architect and they like, you know, he was from Chicago. So like he has a concentration of work there. But then like he is he had his uh, his like summer house up in Wisconsin, which was like this huge compound. They had another one in Phoenix and then he went to Japan, too. He was like kind of like, you know, a coaster enthusiast of the architecture world. You know, he had like the best stuff. He was like the, you know, the, the intimate of the, the 1930s. I don't know. <laughs> Nice, yeah. Interesting. All right, I'll have to. I'll have to go actually see one. I, I yeah, I knew there was a ton around here, but again, I didn't know the context, so I'll have to go see one and see if I can. I don't know. Appre- appreciate it. Yeah. If um, you also should hit up. Oh, have you been to Indiana Beach? In two thousand and three. <laughs> okay. I've been back since. Um. Yeah, I wonder. You think they're going to get that uh, that that Schwarzkopf up this year? If they do, that'll be amazing, and I really want it to happen. But I don't know. I'm not hopeful. Yeah, I mean, I think you know it might take them a couple of years, right? Like it's yeah. You know, I imagine it needs some work. Well, uh, Lakeside uh, here in Denver, they they bought a Schwarzkopf, um, not a Wildcat, one of the larger ones. Um, I forgot the name of it, but it's been standing, but not operating now for four years. So I'm not not sure what's going on with that, but I I hope it's not a Schwarzkopf like issue with finding parts or whatever. Yeah. Just, you know, small park stuff. I went to Lakeside. I didn't ride any of the rides there. We played like a Simpson, like a video game, but 
I was with some friends and they were, they didn't have patience, but I'm like, Oh, let's hang out until, uh, you know, this was like five, maybe longer than that years ago. Let's hang out until the lights come on. But I had never been on the roller coasters there. So I want to get back there. Yeah. It's a, it's still a pretty interesting park. I just wish they had the money to take care of the, um, take care of everything in the park. It's, um, uh, <laughs> it's definitely, uh, you can tell it's in a decline and it's pretty sad because that land is becoming pretty valuable. Um, so unfortunately I definitely see it becoming like condos or something in the near future. Yeah. Same with Elitch. Yeah. yeah. Well, Elitch is done, right? They're going to like definitely. Well, so that's the rumor, but it, nothing's actually confirmed yet. So basically there was a developer, who has a plan or an idea of what to put there, but nothing's actually confirmed. Um, so as far as I know, the park is still owned by the guy who owns the nuggets and um, there's no plan to actually close it yet. So then the city hasn't approved anything. So I don't, I don't, I'm not saying that can't happen still, but yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. And who owns Lakeside? Is that privately owned? Uh, it's a family, um, who or it's, yeah, it's like some woman, uh, she, it's a, she's part of the family, but I think she's in like her upper seventies. And, um, and so I guess in the last five years, um, I, apparently the family's been getting harassed by real estate developers. Um, but I want to say the park is actually a historical landmark, but I don't know like what that means in the context of like the city. So they just need a lot of money. I, I, I kind of wish someone would just donate, um, you know, like $10 million and just renovate the place. Cause it could definitely stick around. Yeah. Come on, roller coaster museum. Come through. Yeah. Right. What the fuck? Yeah. That, that our playland is like that. It's the same thing where you have kind of this beautiful historic, uh, uh, park that really, really needs, um, some love and care. Luckily they're not in, uh, danger of being redeveloped because they're like a, a state park or a county owned park. Yeah. But yeah. I... yeah. Yeah. Isn't that like one of the only parks that's at like state owned? Yeah. Yeah. I think, well, the one up in, uh, up in Wisconsin is too, that where they just put the pip in. That's mm-hmm. kind of yeah, Bay thing. Beach. Yep. That's right. Um, but yeah, it started as a park and they put rides there. Um, yeah, the um, it's like super cool when communities like find there's that much value in the park, you know? Right. Yeah, and that's I wish that would happen with Lakeside, but um, yeah, because that's a pretty historical park too. That dates back pretty far. Yeah, the fifties or earlier. Yeah, maybe yeah. earlier. Yeah, and the problem with it is that they've let so much of it go for so long and they have no way of renovating it that I would say half of that park is just not operate. Like, it just doesn't operate. So they have an old Ferris wheel that's just standing there. Um, They don't even replace the lights anymore. And that giant uh, tower, it's not a clock tower, but it's like a, a tower that used to be covered in all these lights. 
like 80% of the lights don't even work. And now they have it fenced off where you can't even go near it. So it's, uh, it's too bad. Damn. That sucks. I got to get back out there. I want to, I want to see that park. Yeah. I want to see Elitch too. I mean, I'm going to be through Denver soon, but neither of those parks are open. Unfortunately, yeah. To not see Elitch is to not see Denver. <laughs> well, I'll just have to buy some weed and visit the Denver Beer Company. Did they really close Casa Bonita? I heard you guys say that on one of your earlier shows. Yeah, but they're gonna plan on reopening. Um, I guess they were just doing a they're doing a renovation right now, so I guess it should open up soon. Hopefully. It's, I heard uh, that referenced on the newest South Park. <laughs> that it's reopening? <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice. Well, you should go there, Zach. <laughs> I'll see if I can convince the wife. Ben, you want to go? I don't, I don't know if it'll be open then, but I mean, I would go back, yeah. I want to fucking go. I it's the, the, food, the, the food is awful. And so here's the thing. The first time I went there, I knew that the food is bad going in because I'm like, I'm not going to expect it. We ate dinner before we went there, actually. Um, but it, it's it's worse. <laughs> it's actually worse than you can imagine. And it's not like gross bad. It's just like plain. It, it's it's like, a, I don't know, like you get a plate and it's the food is like $15. Which is crazy. Yeah, no, I've been there. I've been there. I've like, oh, yeah. two or okay. three times. I've, I've raised the flag, you know, many times. Nice. Yeah, the soap well, is good. I guess the question is, who's working the kitchen? Is it gringos? <laughs> it's probably like kids. It's probably like 16, 17-year-old kids. It's probably like the guy in the gorilla suit between the, two, the shows. Yeah. Yeah, like, so you get, it's like a third, yeah, so you pay like $15, $16 for a plate. So you you have like a three taco plate Um, and it's like a plain shell and it's like a microwave Velveeta over the most flavorless meat you've ever had. Um, (laughs) But it's all you can eat, but it's all you can eat, but it's almost like they make the food intentionally bad. So you don't eat a lot of it. And then, um, yeah, the soba peas are good because there's honey on the table. They at least the honey's all right. And then they have margaritas, but they're super weak, and they're like eight dollars. Um, actually, the when we ordered a round of margaritas, like we, the server came back, we're like, um, "Are these alcoholic?" Um, because like it doesn't taste like there's any tequila in here. And the server's like, "Oh yeah, people say that all the time." <laughs> like, <laughs> it's not a. It's not a yes. <laughs> I should also clarify that guy in a gorilla suit was not some kind of racist joke. There is actually a guy running around in a gorilla suit um, as part of the uh, entertainment. They were legit uh, when they were. uh, I mean, I always saw them advertising that they're 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 hiring cliff jumpers. (laughs) (laughs) You never went for an interview or anything? Nah, I should have. I did. I did dive team for a little bit in high school. All right, I'm checking their website. It, all it says is they're reopening soon. That, that, I'm I'm glad. I'm glad. Too much, too much like uh, classic Denver shit's been closing. 
in the last five years. Now, Ben, they market themselves as the greatest show in Denver. <laughs> and they they specifically say immediately after, mouth-watering Mexican food. <laughs> now, I'm going to assume based off of your description, that's like the mouth-watering like, that you get before you vomit. No, like I said, it's not bad. Like, it's not bad gross. It's just, it's plain. It, it's like... I, I I can't describe it. No, I think you described it pretty spot on. If I, you know, if you were writing a book about, um, you know, the mountain portion, you, that the 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 the, 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 the plainness of the cheese. No, that that's that's spot on. It's not bad. You're right. It's just you know, yeah. But it's an experience. It's you know, like right. Uh, I mean, to be fair, if you were to order tacos off the children's menu at Ponderosa back in 1998, I'm sure it would be about that on par. Dude, Ponderosa, gross. Yeah, it's pretty gross. Have you guys ever tried to eat at a Ponderosa, like, beyond 2015? No. no, I didn't realize they were still around. I, I don't. Were I don't hate my body that much. <laughs> so uh, my ex and I, him and I, went into a Ponderosa as a joke. We were like, you know what? We we should go. Let's get drunk. Let's go to the Ponderosa. And this was in middle of Wisconsin in a small town, like by West Bend, where I went to high school. Um, and so we went in there, and we literally didn't get any food. Like I did two laps. I grabbed the plate. I did two laps. I'm like, I literally don't want to eat anything. And so we just walked out and we didn't get our money back. We just like literally walked out. I think, I think Lee grabbed like a fish filet, like one of those frozen fish filets. Um, and then a piece of pizza and took one bite of the pizza. And like, it was just like, nah, <laughs> I remember I went to one in Florida with my mom. Ugh. When we went to like visit my ground, yeah, a Ponderosa in Florida is already a bad start. I know. Um, we like went to visit my grandma, and so we went to the Ponderosa, and it was like we sat there and I like ate a plate, and my mom didn't eat anything because she never really liked buffets, and so I like ate a plate and I'm like I'm good, <laughs> and then you remember me like ten years ago, one plate at a buffet was like unheard of for me. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, I'm good. And it's like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're disgusting. Yo, KI, have you been to a, a Ponderosa? I th- not in like probably, like, I think there was one in my town when I was a child, but I, I don't think it, you know, I must have been like, you know, 13. I don't think that I've been one to, to one since. And I'm thinking, I'm trying to think back to Orlando because I'm thinking of like the Golden Corrals and the CCs, but I don't even, oh. you know, or, Orlando had like every, you know, like relocated, you know, uh, restaurant because they, like they had, they had, uh, you know, Chicago style, you know, you know, the only Pizzeria Uno and, you know, 250 miles and they had like uh, Promonte Brothers and, you know, they were, they brought everything in, but I don't even remember Ponderosa's being down there. Yeah, but I wasn't yeah. even near Orlando in Florida. It was like, what's it called? Uh, closer to like fucking uh, Miami area. 
Oh, yeah. But not even Miami. It was, uh, fuck, Pompano Beach. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, now, now I'm curious. Now I, now I want to, uh, I want to go see what a Ponderosa looks like. And, you know, well, you mentioned, um, Golden Corral and CC's, and that's like a <laughs> one, two gut punch right there. Yeah. Well, you know, I was like, I, I haven't been those since, you know, 2010, but I, you know, well, I remember those. What about, did you ever hit that Ryan's and Sandusky? Yes. I, so, <laughs> no, I don't remember eating there. I've been at a Ryan's for other reasons. That sounds like weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I know what Orion's is, but I don't think I've ever, you know. Um, it's like I didn't know there was. One. I don't think there was one. In, yeah, I don't think on that was steroids there in 2003. Honestly, okay. See, it, it was there. I remember eating there in '09, but I always assumed it was super old and there forever. But I could be totally wrong. It all it also could just be Orion's that you know. It just has that decor. Now, when I was in Sandusky, we hung out at the Steak and Shake and the Thirsty Pony. What about Diana's? No, I, that was there, and that was like the other place. I talk about that in the book, uh, being like the other option that was open really late. But no, I wasn't that cool. Really? Oh, man. And you said in the book you avoided Louis. Yeah, well, I was underage, and I actually – Got kicked out of there once, but I didn't tell that story. Um, but yeah, I wasn't a huge drinker. I mean, we were like so gung ho about like you know having you know spending all our time like riding rides either at Cedar Point or like driving you know two hundred and fifty miles away and like to hit like go to Indiana Beach when we had like a four hour window or you know or go to three parks in two days and you know and, which you know we did we did that trip that that we fail to do in the book. I was like excited when I read that part when they're like planning it out. Yeah, and we did I was that. like so disappointed when it like kind of like unmaterialized. Minor spoiler. Yeah. yeah I'll edit well, that. Sorry. No, that's a total spoiler. No, you can leave it in. I do remember. So like we did, we did a two day trip and this is 2003 and we, we drove to holiday world and did, we well at night we drove all the way out to holiday world. Then in the morning we did holiday world in the afternoon or the evening we did Kentucky kingdom. And the next day we did Kings Island. But like we, we fucked that up because when you go from holiday world to Kentucky kingdom, you lose an hour. Right. So like if we had done it the other way, which would have been the more logical way to do it. Cause then you get night rides at holiday world. Um, so we're like driving, you know, to Kentucky kingdom and it's like 3 PM and the park closes at seven. And then all of a sudden it's like 4 PM. <laughs> so, but I think Damn. we, I think we got on everything. That was there. I also love that the reference in there was made specifically to six flags in Ohio. Oh yeah. Yeah. I went there too. You know, that was a, uh, oh yeah, no. Oh three, yeah. that was probably heyday for them. Well, I don't know when that park started to decline. 05. It was after the party. Yeah, I mean, it was like, you know, it was still functional, but there was nobody there. I mean, you could see the writing on the wall. Yeah. Yeah, like two thousand was their big biggest year. That's when they added like all those coasters in one dump. <laughs> 
So, like, I think after that, Six Flags was like, well, if it ain't working now, it ain't ever going to work. Fuck it. Since we're talking about this, it's a good, good time to bring up that, you know, Zach, who I give props, who told me he read, like, the book in one day, which is awesome. I have never even read the book in one day. Um, you know, he found... Uh, unemployment's a, a hell of a thing. He found a an, an error, an error, and, you know, uh, he fact-checked me, and, and he rightfully so called me out on, on, uh, on uh, something that other... Nobody had caught since you know my editors but oh i told my editor i said you know what like focus on the grammatical stuff and and uh the coaster stuff you know I, there's a lot of coaster stuff you don't have to fact check all the coaster stuff but but i got something wrong i said uh i said what did i say you can you can tell you can, i'm gonna read can, the message i sent you <laughs> yeah do that <laughs> that put it perfectly i sent you this message all caps fuck dash <laughs> I'm guessing since you sent this book to enthusiasts, I won't be the first to say it, dot, dot, dot. You were the but, first. In parentheses, showing my nerd card here, close parentheses, Vacoma is a Dutch company. <laughs> and you're like, wait, did I get something wrong? You're the first person to call me on this. There's the title of your episode. Vacoma is a Dutch company. And uh, I'm looking at the... Okay, it's, it's on. It's on page one ninety eight, and the abbreviation, acronym, and slang heavy assessment was a rundown on their roller coaster lineup, with only an enthusiast would understand. Their rides included a few off the shelf generic models by Swiss designer Vacoma, including Boomerang SLC, blah blah blah, Flying Dutchman, and Flying Dutchman. So the the sentence ends Flying Dutchman, but you know, <laughs> I didn't realize that it's Flying Dutchman because it's a Dutch company. Fail. I just I I don't know what level of shame I should feel for that level of nerddom. No, like, you should feel shame. You should actually, feel actually. Um... <laughs> no, you should you should uh, get a job as a as an editor and you know in the the entertainment industry of uh, coaster yeah, producing content. Right. The next time a coaster <laughs> book comes out, I'm sure I'll get a call. <laughs> you get a side gig fact checking like YouTuber coaster videos. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what a YouTube commenter is. That's that's true. I wish I wish my nerdiness would have paid off into something. I just don't have the follow through to make it happen or lacked it when I was a kid and now I'm too old. Nah. It's young. Shake it better when you get there, older. There ain't nothing cute about a 30 something year old man with a beard going, "This coaster was actually built in uh, Holland and you got <laughs> you can do that until you're like 50 and then you're good it's actually 4.6 g's <laughs> hey if you can ride dodo the panda until you're 50 you can fact check until you're 50 <laughs> i don't think i i don't got i don't got the swagger like uh sean flaherty does yeah he's pretty smooth i'm way more abrasive than he is He's he's got a way yeah he's got a way cooler and coyer personality than I do I don't think I can pull that off 
And you just need to wear like a like a three XL um, full print uh, coaster shirt, and then have glasses and a ponytail, and wear uh, socks with flip flops. Glasses with a glasses with a strap. Yeah, yeah. Two a minimum of two fanny packs. <laughs> Yeah, like on your on your like over your forehead, kind of like a hat. So like, because you so you can see it in the video, right? Because it'll just be like your face coming up, but so you can just still see the. Oh yeah, totally. It's got to be like one of those vintage (laughs) '90s hats too, but not one of the cool looking ones. One of just the bad retro looking ones. (laughs) Like I don't know, it'd be like a Bucky's hat. (laughs) A Bucky's hat. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck Bucky's. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I love Bucky's. Bucky's is awesome. So I think Bucky's as it exists on its own is fine, but the response to Bucky's is is uh I don't know. Well, yeah. Is it awesome? Yes. But is it overhyped for what it is? Absolutely. It's almost like America. The theme is just America. Do you think that a Bucky's will ever build a roller coaster? Because I could actually kind of see that happen. That yeah, but I could see them getting yes. like a small, a small miler or like a minor mic. The thing, the thing I wonder is like, would it be in a place that's adjacent to an already existing amusement facility, like a Six Flags over Texas or near or like Orlando, or would it be one of their like completely? middle of nowhere locations no i'm talking about like over the gas pumps and stuff like you know like 40 miles outside of houston they don't have an amusement park let's just like make one at bucky's just like a full a full-on bucky's with an fec that'd be dope dude i love bucky's i'll never forget being disappointed by one but Yeah, but well, you because you were like, you said you'd been there before, but the people you were with were too. Stu- Go ahead, you you tell your story. Well, no, it was just I was okay. So I was super hungry. I was super stoned, and I was with uh, some coaster people, and I was like, "Hey, I can I can expense like a lot for dinner. Like, what we should eat dinner at a cool place." Um, and then it was like yeah, let's go to Bucky's. And I'm like, I was all hyped. I'm like, oh, sweet. Like, okay. Like, I was expecting just this, like, like a- I don't know. Like, you know, they're like, yeah, there's pulled pork and there's this. And then I'm like, oh, sweet. Okay, cool. And then it was like just a really big speedway or quick trip. Or You were like, expecting Casa Bonita. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I, I don't, yeah. Were, you, like, <laughs> were, your, were your friends like 22? No, no, no. I, I get here's the thing. I appreciate that we went there. Like I'm not I'm not trying to talk shit. Like I, I totally understand the hype about it. Um it was just what I had in my head in that moment was totally different than what it was. I was because then I went to the food kiosk and I was like, Oh, it's it's gas station food. Okay. And then, you know, everything there's just like twenty of everything. There's, you know, twenty Pepsi fountains and there's um, fudge and there's you know you can buy t-shirts it just yeah you know 
I could sympathize, understand being a little overwhelmed and confused, especially if you were high. I mean, it's like, oh, it's a gas station. I'll just go in and do my gas station stuff. And it's like, no, it's a gas station that's the size of the Walmart and everything is homogenous. <laughs> and there's this beaver everywhere. Is it a beaver? It's, I think, I think so. so. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, beaver nuggets. Yep, it's a beaver. All right. Um, ben, I was going to say, like, that just sounds like some shit like you and I did when we were, like, in our early 20s. Yeah, if I okay, if I were if I was nineteen like, and we were on a coaster road trip and we randomly found Bucky's, we're like, what the hell is that? We should stop there. And we're like, holy shit, this is awesome. I understand. Like that was a little more. I could understand, or I could see that. I, but I could almost picture like you and me and Eric and Aaron like on a trip in Texas, and like, oh hey, I heard about this thing online. We gotta stop here. Yeah. And then, like, we all get like super hyped because it's Bucky's. But yeah, if you're an adult, like, yeah, fucking go there for dinner. <laughs> we get we get back in the car, and it's just like this fudge is only three dollars and three cents. Eric, Eric's like cheap balling everything. Yeah, he's like trying to get a discount at the register. <laughs> he's like, I bought gas. Isn't there a discount if you buy gas? <laughs> I had like an equivalent experience, which I wrote about in the book, probably at like Meyer, like, you know, that Meyer and Sandusky or any Meyer in the Midwest. And just that experience of being in that like ridiculously large kind of, you know, grocery store. That's also a department store at three in the morning. And yeah, how weird that experience is for the first time. And the fact that they sell that watered down booze. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. There's a full liquor section. And it's all the regular liquor you would see, but you don't realize it's cut 50-50 or 50 They actually changed that now. Oh, it's changed? So what they do now, they have a workaround, which is so Ohio, it's hilarious. Inside of the Meyer, there's a separate inside liquor store. Okay. And it's like basically like where they used to have two aisles, it's all just been enclosed and there's a door. And you walk in there, and that's where all the liquor is. And then you could buy the liquor in there, and there's a cash register. And then you take it out, and then you're back into the mire. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. <clears throat> Interesting workaround, but yeah, at least they don't sell that diluted bullshit anymore. <clears throat> God, I remember, like, I was so hyped that they sold Fago at the mire. Because I was, like, going to make some Juggalo juice and get turned up and ride Magnum, you know? So we're, like, in the Soak City lot mixing these drinks. And then it's, like, this just tastes like fucking gross grape soda with, like, a little bit of whiskey in it. Not, like, a mixed drink, you know? Yeah. And then I read the label and it's, like, diluted. And it's, like, oh, what the fuck? (laughs) The mine ride of liquor. Like you could you could probably drink an entire like fifth of one of those whiskeys and been good to drive. Yeah. You know? Okay, just put a straw in it, take it to go. Right? I mean it's watered down. Yeah, shit, I'm hydrating. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Ohio. Red so, state rules. Right? That was that was the quote of the book for me. 
was uh, the character Ben saying, "No relation, dude." Yeah, yeah, no relation. <laughs> I I pictured, by the way, I pictured Ben to be kind of like a portly blonde dude. I don't know yeah. if that's he was Irish accurate yeah. at all. But he said it was like about was that a real story that you had to try and get sleeping kids into a car? <laughs> Uh, there may have been a little, uh, you know, exaggeration, but yeah, some weird things happened. You know, it, you know, there were some weird requests at the, the Bell Station. Okay, well, the context of that scene was the the patron of the hotel was trying to get their sleeping children to the car by means of <laughs> bell cart, <laughs> and so like he offered your character a tip if if you were able to do it. And you, you like went to the Ben character and you're like, is that even legal? <laughs> and Ben goes, dude, Ohio has red state laws. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That... Cool. Yeah. I, you know, I, I'm glad that's the first time I've heard that um, line be pulled. And, and but, uh, you know, it's nice when people, you know, acknowledge and, and, and pull something very specific out that's meaningful. Like I always enjoy um, hearing uh, that. Well, as, I mean, if you didn't get at least one good dig in on Ohio in that book, <laughs> I would have questioned you actually living there. <laughs> yeah, no, I love Ohio and I love Sandusky too. I mean, I hope I, you know, and I love the park. I hope that I, you know, you know, did it, uh, you know, well, I, I tried to, uh, you know, be, uh, you know, diplomatic and, and, and give a realistic perspective without, you know, you know, uh, I say I, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. Go, go, what were you saying? I, I love the portrayal of, uh, the little side trips to Cleveland and Detroit. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah. I mean, I love Detroit and Cleveland and, you know, that was just me giving my, uh, you know, you know, fitting things that I wanted to talk about into the plot and, you know, letting my, my, uh, you know, uh, mind riff on, on these various locations and, and, you know, it's, it is part memoir, you know, it's so just kind of writing about that, you know, as, as, you know, as an architect, we had to, you know, write a lot about places and, and think about places and sense of places. So I feel like that's a lot is reflected in the writing. Um, you know, like places are, were as important as people um, to the story and to the way that I was viewing things then. And when I wrote it. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I guess now thinking about it, I could see how in some senses the locations are almost like a, a non-dialogue character. Yeah, definitely. And the roller coasters too. That was like yeah. the, the purpose of kind of diving into each of them because they each had their own like uh, insignia associated with, you know, various characters. So I got to ask, speaking of the roller coasters, 
did you actually get a pizza delivered to you outside of Dragster? Oh man, you're you're making me kill all like the the mythology. I I like like um you know I, I I'm probably admitting the things that are true, but I don't like saying the things that aren't true. Um, but we did get a lot of pizzas delivered to a lot of different places, and Ben or the person that inspired Ben um, definitely had that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, that that phone number on speed dial <laughs> without any shame like hey like we should get a pizza well didn't we get a pizza like three hours ago well yeah we should get another pizza yeah, yeah <laughs> we're on the sky a... ride ben no. <laughs> i know there was a couple things we discussed um you know in our other meeting about the book that I don't want to bring up because there's definitely more on that. You know, it's hard to spoil exactly, but more on the, the you know, second half of the book that I don't really want to give away. But there's a, the, that one Ben story in there that was just so great that we had talked about uh, with the log flume. Yeah, yeah. Well, again, you know, that's again, you know, ghost places and, and places that no longer exist and, and you, know, you know, experiences. That yeah, are. and that, that whole sequence of the book as well is, is just fantastic. Yeah, go out and ride your le- local log flume if you're listening. You know, they're, they're pulling out left and, left and right, but they're still the best. And that actually reminded me, I had not exactly forgotten, but like, I guess I didn't really think about it. I had ridden that log flume once and I had kind of forgotten the detail about the, the turntable platform, the loading. Like I know that that's the Maverick queue line now and you see it every time. So it's like kind of hard to forget, but like that's one of those things that the two flumes at great America actually both have. Yeah, most of them do. I mean, well, I don't know who's are those Hopkins flumes. I don't even. Those are actually, I think those are arrows, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I know the the Hershey Park coal cracker has it too. I mean, a lot of them from the era do. But well, wait. So, like at Great America, Logger's Run is. Is that one arrow too? I thought they were both arrow. Okay. Like I know, I know the hydro flume or whatever is uh, arrow. So whitewater landing was an arrow flume, according to Wikipedia. Yeah, because the hydro flume. I mean, I don't know if it's specifically hydro flume, but they do like that skipping, like they skip on the water. Whereas, um, uh, like loggers run, it's more of the it's more of a splashdown. Yeah. There's like a bump. Like yeah, the hydro yeah, the hydro flume has like the bunny like the bunny hill at the bottom of the of the hill or of the of the drop. I don't know log flumes as well as you. Which I like I'm I'm just thinking about it mechanically like uh Do you like do you remember Yankee Clipper? Yeah. Yeah, like you know how you go down the you go down the big drop, and then there's the bunny hill at the the tiny bunny hill at the bottom of the drop, and you kind of like skip on the water until you slow down. Yeah, like the front of the boat kind of. Yeah. 
Lager's um, yeah, run was Arrow 76. Yankee Clipper was also Arrow 76, according okay. again to this, you know. Hey, Wikipedia. I was right. I fact-checked you. <laughs> you know, I was sweating it for a second because I was like, God damn it, I fact-checked you in your book. So if I'm not right about this, I'm going to look like I'm going to have egg no, on my you face. You know, you're home sure. park. That's good. Yeah, I'm wondering because, like, you know, Ben, we were talking about this off off too but like the old great adventure stuff and great adventure at two flumes they have the one that exists over in Frontierland, but they had another one which was boats not logs that had that kind of skipping thing which yeah. is like behind the old lightning loops um i don't remember what it was called well it's weird looking at it because it's um it's surprising how those boats never have had an accident because when you look at it you see this huge drop and then you see this tiny little bunny hill at the bottom which I think the purpose of that bunny hill is to actually lift the front of the boat up so that way it can actually skip over the water. Yeah. Which is just yeah, crazy. You're probably right, like to prevent it from capsizing or sinking. Yeah, which is so crazy to think that a ride with no upstop wheels where you're in a boat with no restraints is able to do that without you just know. like ron tumors like trust me it'll work yeah yeah <laughs> but also i'm thinking about that arrow documentary um and they were talking about how when they built the first one they had to like dig the trough deeper to make it splash oh yeah so like the mechanics of that also kind of makes sense like if it has to be a a shorter trough or something they have to accommodate somehow yeah right so yeah, it's got to be speed loss or something. But yeah, the fact that they built that in the seventies with a with a bump like that, and there's no upstop wheels of any kind, probably terrifying when they first tested it. Yeah, I need to look at a POV of this now. Because first of all, Yankee Clipper is a great flume. It is. I wish Logger's Run didn't have that bump in the drop. Yeah. Yeah. But I do love how they both like have the long meandery path before the lift hills. Yeah, totally. So I need to Also I wish Yankee Clipper was the one that was open more frequently. Are they both still there or did they remove one of them? They're both still standing. Um and they both operate but typically the park favors loggers run. Like if there's a staffing shortage and they can only open one, they'll open loggers run, which is the case eh, most of the time. Yeah. Which, so is like, too, which is too bad. Cause Yankee Clipper, you don't get super soaked on it. Right. And there's a better drop. Yeah. Yeah. It must've like, I'm looking at the, both the great adventure rides um, were, both arrow rides too. One year apart, seventy four, seventy five. So it's that the same arrow. What about the other Great America? Did they have the dual? Was that? Did they have the same one, same ride as in in California? I'm pretty sure they had a Loggers Run. I think they might have had a Yankee Clipper too. Yeah, I want to say it was exactly the two same flumes. Are yeah. they still there? I don't know. I've never been to that park. I don't know. No, the they only took- major differences on the initial build of the parks i think was that 
Skytrek Tower had to be made shorter in California because of the airport. Well, and also I want to say Yankee Clipper was taken out for stealth. Yeah, I yeah. think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah, they got rid of one of them. They got rid of their Pictorium a long time before we did. So, yeah, I think they still have loggers run, though. I'm looking See, at I've never area. been to California's Great American. I really want to. As someone who grew up so frequently attending this Great America. Yeah, that's got to be pretty... Uh kind of mind-blowing i mean that is cool that like you know that there was a a mirror and but then at some point well like the early 80s or that they diverted and you know developed completely differently from that point forward yeah like yeah i think it was the early 80s and interestingly the one in california i think ended up being owned by the state briefly if i'm not mistaken Oh. oh, I don't know if they have it anymore. I'm on their website. I see Whitewater Falls, but I don't see Loggers Run. Knowing Cedar Fair, they probably did take it out. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, it, when you look at a map, too, of Great America, it is kind of interesting that just those two flumes, well, that Roaring Rapids and those two flumes take up Probably a quarter of the park. Oh, damn. They still have their orbit, though. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Ours ours bit the dust a couple years ago. What's an orbit? Um, It's a Schwarzkopf. What's it called? The Enterprise? Yes, Enterprise. Uh, yeah. yeah, those ones are pretty crazy. Um because the Hoos ones, like the Hoos ones are still fun. And I like those big open, like Witch's Wheel. But uh, mm-hmm. the Schwarzkopf ones were different because you sat, you sat more upright and the car swung a lot more violently. So when you're going upside down, it was just like a lot more of a tense of a ride. Yeah, like when you went to the inversion, you were still swinging. So like... You almost made it to a full, full 180, but it was more like a 160, 165, but it would rock too. So you like would make 180. That shit was fun. Yeah. I definitely missed that. And at Great America, it was also next to like a bunch of trees and a little water. Yeah, I'm looking at Wikipedia, but it doesn't it doesn't itemize who's who's in the Enterprise article. What's it called? I remember I had a friend who was a mechanic at Great America, and he had this picture of him working that ride, and he was standing under the hub of it while it was operating. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was hilarious. Like scary, but also funny because you knew it was cool. Yeah, right. Um, I've also heard stories of those things e stopping, and oh god, they go into a straight free fall. Oof. Yep, it reverts back to load position. 
like immediately? After or before centripetal force stops? <laughs> As. Oh. Like oh. during. Like yeah. The wheel stops moving and the whole thing drops at the same time. So the cars are just violently swinging. Yeah. <laughs> See, before they bit, yeah, before that one bit the dust, it'd be fun. Like they should pay. I'd pay to ride a orbit e stop. Dude, that would be awesome. Like if you had a park and you could do that before you retired a ride. Yeah. Just like offer enthusiasts a chance to ride like an ex- uh, a weird cycle of some sort. Right. <laughs> I remember this one time I got the Tower 1 miscatch on Deja Vu, and I was so stoked. Yeah, that was always fun. What, um... That's that's kind of like um, when rollbacks are super common. I was going to say, KI, did you ever end up getting your rollback? No, we tried so much. Like, we would sit there and, like, you know... and We would try and play, but no, I never got one. Did you, did you guys get any? Yeah. Um, did you ever try? The, I don't know. Maybe this is just me and my friends, but like try to get the ride to roll back where you all like a bunch of people get on the train on the same train and then you violently rock back and forth to try to like <laughs> ruin the momentum. Yeah, I don't think that works. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, no, we did try that. You know, we tried everything. I mean, we tried to like, you know, because there were a lot of rollbacks in 2003. I mean, we yeah, it was open and um you know, it wasn't, but no, I never got one. I think I got like, I think I rode Dragster like probably like 20, 25 times that year, which is not like comparatively, like I probably rode Magnum like 200 times that that summer. Yeah. But uh, I mean, Dragster was closed like for large swaths of time. And when it wasn't closed, it was, you know, pulling an hour long line. So, What, um, did you ever do the condom thing? No, what's the condom thing? Where you just hold a condom out to the side and let the air inflate it, and it gets like eight feet long. <laughs> no, I did. Did you did you ever do that? I, I didn't know that was a thing. I, I didn't do it. No, I didn't do it personally, but my friend did it next to me. Nice. No, I don't think that somebody had discovered that was discovered uh, in the inaugural year yet. I also I also heard of people wearing like three XL giant windbreakers in the front row on a cold day. So like two people would sit in the front and then you'd unzip and then basically like wingsuit in the front row to try to add drag to slow it down. Wait, so was the condom thing trying to propel a rollback or that no, was just like no, that was, shit? That was- that, yeah. The condom thing was just funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm like, how do you even hold on to a condom when you're on that ride? It's it's not that hard. Well, yeah, they're they're. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just don't buy the lubed ones, I guess. I mean, but you never. So if you like, if you've ever ridden a school bus, you've never done the condom thing out of bus window. No. Oh. No. Oh, man. You guys must have had normal childhoods. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we used to like... How fast did your school buses go? When it was on the highway, like going 55, 60, you just like, yeah, you stick a condom out the window and it would like get really big. <laughs> Dude, 
Good times. I, I understand, but I'm yeah. also like, no, I don't think anybody at my school ever thought of that. It's a good time. But also, our school buses didn't go on the highway. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Um, but yeah, now now I'm now I'm curious to uh, to try this experiment. In, in some yeah, like I gotta buy a rubber for the next time I'm on a road trip and give this a try. Well, like I think we discovered it because we we had health class or something, and we were given condoms, and um, so we're on the bus, and then yeah, so we were just like, yeah, stick them out the window. <laughs> so this was like a lab as part of like uh, you know physics day at the. Park. <laughs> <laughs> we're putting condoms to the limit. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> watch this transition right here. Um, K.I., I know from the book that you said your, like, favorite coaster there is Magnum. <laughs> that is a good transition. <laughs> you know, uh, it's funny. Um, there is a point in the book where I said, um, where, uh, you know, my, uh, Kevin and Javier are having a conversation, and they're talking about the origin of uh, the Magnum name and, like, they don't make a condom joke, which is like a missed opportunity. Um, they talk about like uh, uh, it being named after a TV show versus a gun, which is like a real inside joke. Because if you read one of the biographies on, on Dick Kinzel, he says that he named it after the TV show. But I definitely should have made a condom joke there. I could see it, though. It worked because I pictured two like super nerdy people that like that type of joke almost would have gone right over their heads. Cause there's like almost like a hyper focus to coaster nerdiness. Yeah. Where it kind of made sense that they wouldn't even, that wouldn't even <laughs> enter the conversation, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That is. But yeah, no. So I've grown a bigger appreciation for Magnum. Ben, I know you like Magnum. Yeah. It's good. I love the Magnum. One, the one thing I will say that I did not care for in the book is the amount of goddamn shade you're throwing at Millennium Force. Yeah, you know, so it's funny. Like, you know, and I can kind of loop these things together. Um, but, you know, as I've kind of gotten older and, you know, Magnum's gotten rougher. And, you know, you know, Magnum is entering that beast territory where it's like, you know, now it's it's legacy, uh, you know, precedes its actual rideability on some days. I mean, I still, you know, stand by 6.2. Like, you know, don't go over a wheel unless, you know, you're feeling, uh, you know, a little frisky, then you could do 1.3. But but, uh, you know, back then I did feel those sentiments about Millennium. But now I actually really love that ride, um, you know, because it's more of a, uh, you know, it's, it's smoother. I mean, it feels like, you know, day, I, I mean, I wrote it for the first time in 2003, but it feels like 2003. I mean, it's, it's a great ride, you know, except for that one moment of, you know, heavy G's. Um, but yeah, no, I, that, that was how I felt then, but it's not really how I feel now about that ride. Well, that is, that is very much so my number one of all time. Yeah, it's a great ride. I mean, it's it's such a great ride. But, however, I will say there's a caveat here. 
being the host of a podcast called Your Favorite Coaster Sucks, I'm pretty used to hearing it by this point. Well, know what ride I will throw shade at, and I do really think sucks, and is like overrated as hell, is Maverick. I never liked that ride. Um, you know, and maybe... We got a we got a certified YFCS hot take right here. Oh, really? What is that? What does that acronym mean? <laughs> Why? Uh, your very coaster sucks. Oh, oh, you're you YF. Okay, I got it. I, 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 I didn't visualize it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, you know, I mean, there's a lot of Intamin rides post Millennium Force that I, you know, never understood the enthusiasm for, like the really intense ones. You know, they had their spell where they did really intense stuff, with, uh, the one at Hershey Park and the one at King's Dominion. And, uh, you know, Maverick's cool because it provides something that you don't get elsewhere, which I guess is the point. Like, but yeah, I, you know, I wouldn't put that in the top five rides at Cedar Point. Yeah, I, I would, I would agree with you on that. I remember when I worked there, all of my friends were pretty into that ride. And so we would always ride that, but I was kind of indifferent on it. Like I thought it was good, but I never thought it was really top 10 or anything. I don't even know where it would rank today, to be honest. It's just it's yeah, better with the new restraints. Yeah, I don't think I've written it since they've, you know, changed the restraints. I so I actually do not like the new restraints personally. Um because it's like I don't like fabric. I don't I don't like anything in the public in a public area where there's thousands of sweaty gross people using and like with fabric. It's just kind of gross. Um whereas the older strains, you actually got a lot of room, so there's a lot more freedom, and you could kind of like, I don't know, it's just a little more open. Yeah, I get that. I can imagine that. You, you put me in this spot where I have to visualize like every Ohio dad wearing some tank top all sweaty all day at Cedar Point. Yeah. Riding before me. Where I can just like make peace with that and not think about it, but then you have to say it, and then I'm forced to think about it. <laughs> uh, live in my brain for five minutes. No, thanks. <laughs> I don't want to see the world your way. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, no, I don't know. Um, shit. Yeah, that's, I mean, um, what else? Yeah, B&M. A B&M flyer in Florida? What the fuck? That is disgusting. Okay, but Manta's really good. It's a really good ride. It's a good ride, yeah, but that's not the ride you want to have in Florida. I don't, like, the idea of having 40% of your body covered in, in like, some kind of plastic or rubber in a hot climate is pretty disgusting. I'm biased because the first time I rode that ride was during COVID and they were like wiping all this shit down. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's great. That's, that, that's the ride the car wash should have. They should have dual load, car wash, blow dryer. Right? I, yeah. Oh, go ahead, Kaya. No, nah, I was like, I was going to give you my hot take on Manta, but I don't, 
I remember that was that ride went up when I was down there, and you know there was a level of excitement about it. Um, but uh, I that probably take Superman over it. I don't know. I was like, I rode the one recently at Nagashima Spa Line, which I think it's the same ride, and it's, oh yeah, yeah. I don't I don't know about the flyers, but. I think I like I think the flyers as a concept is it's a cool concept and it's it can be executed well but it's almost like I don't think it's worth it the like the discomfort of it it's a weird flying position the the vest restraints the forces it's just kind of uh I don't know I don't know if the gimmick pays off but Tatsu's fucking amazing yeah yeah Tatsu's good. Like as an experience, Tatsu is kind of just like on its on its own, you know. When uh, yeah. when, when was the last time you've ridden Tatsu? Um, December twenty nineteen, two thousand eleven. Okay, <laughs> it's gotten a little dirtier since then. <laughs> Well, yeah, I was no, going to say, I wrote it in 2017, and it could have just been the fact that I was day drinking, but that's the one. I don't normally ever get sick on rides, but that was the one ride that actually got me kind of sick. So I was like, oh, man, I'm getting older. Like the pret- yeah, that's pretzel it loop. is. Like the pretzel loop definitely fucked me up a little bit in the back row. Dude, day drinking in coasters, when you get to your 30s, it it can be a careful thing to navigate. Yeah. No, I, I I understand that. The recently the one that I went on and it was it was I was like, whoa, this is um, you know, something I've aged out of. Yeah, like especially if you don't ride them like you used to, like you don't go quite as frequently or whatever, you know? Yeah. It hits you in a different way. Yeah, I um in twenty sixteen my friends and I, we went to Elitch Gardens opening day and my friend had a dab pen and we rode Sidewinder. Like, so we were hitting the dab pen on the platform. Um, and the, the backwards part definitely fucked me up a little bit. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Remember we were at over Texas and, uh, Oh yeah. yeah. Our homie shockwave, Dan, he brought, he brought the dab pen and uh, we got, we were like ripping them because you like, you showed me how you like really can rip one of those fucking things. Well, no, what happened was I, I was, I, I tried it two times. I, I didn't get anything. So I was like, oh, okay. So I couldn't get anything for 10 seconds. So I must have to pull it for 30 seconds. And like, I'm just sucking it like, you know, sucking it like a dick. And then security walks past. So. <laughs> I have to hold it for like a minute until security walks away and then I exhale it and I was just like, oh God, I'm 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 done. I'm done for the day. (laughs) You know, guys, soon the only roller coaster we're gonna be able to handle anymore is the beast. You realize that's like on the trajectory where I totally get it. Oh shit. Dude Yeah, that's why it ranks so high. (laughs) Jesus. KI's unraveled the mystery right here. No, imagine imagine a bunch of like middle-aged deadheads on acid riding the beach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what it's so long, so you can listen to an entire Grateful Dead song. That's like, you know, <laughs> 10 minutes long. You can, yeah, you, you can, can, you can listen to them playing Truckin' from Europe 72. <laughs> That'd be great, though, to see a bunch of, like, gray ponytails and fucking tie-dyes. Yeah. Everyone's just like, woo, ride in that train. (laughs) (laughs) Here, here's here's another little thing from uh, Mr. Mr. Stein. This has to be the longest roller coaster ride anywhere, I exclaimed. Other roller coasters last only a minute or two. But this one takes over four minutes. And then the next paragraph starts, I'm an expert on roller coasters. I ride them whenever I can. This is on page four of the book. So he's establishing the groundwork, which, you know, to be fair, I probably did too. Like, oh, I'm a coaster enthusiast. I know everything. But so, uh, yes. Roller coaster expert. My character didn't get to ride the beast. I love that title, roller coaster expert. Yeah, there was a uh, um, there was this old news footage of Great America Scream Machine, and they were interviewing some guy that got off of it, and they had the title "roller coaster expert" on his name. That's incredible. <laughs> I want that on my business cards. <laughs> NFT. Like. That reminds me, we have to figure out an NFT for your favorite coaster sucks to sell. Yeah. Like, our memes? I don't even know. You know what I mean? Did you see the SNL skit? That was pretty good. That was good. And, And despite all the research I've done about it, that helped me more than any of the YouTube videos I've watched about it. Yeah, no, that was that was a good uh, good uh, explanation. The one thing about that though is now I'm like, oh, so Pete Davidson is just like Eminem impersonator now? Yeah, yeah, it's a little weird how deep they're going on that with like you know right? considering it's like you know it's they like did Dan for Christmas. Yeah, talk about 2003 nostalgia right there. For real, well, you know it it makes a lot of sense. Because the nostalgia cycle is about 20 years. Yeah. So, like, right now is the time. Hey, give me one minute. I'm going to use the bathroom. Counting it down. No, I don't know. Uh, We've been at it for a minute. I don't know. Um, Make sure, you know, we actually didn't uh, give you a chance up top to... Tell everyone where the book was at. Uh, you can just Google it. It's called Summer's Reach. The author is uh, K.I. Taller, and uh, you can find it out there, um, you know, in various formats uh, to your liking. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's on the Internet. And, and it is absolutely free to read. Yeah, yeah, it's free. Yeah, you can find it as a uh, either, a, you know, a, a web hosted or there's a, uh, you know, an ebook out there too on I, you have to download the ebook off uh um, um draw a blank the the file server that is but it's you know it's just an ebook file 
There's some, for sure. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll include. Some yeah, you can put. I'll, I'll send you the link and you can give it to them. Yeah, we'll include all the links. They'll be down in the episode description when you're listening to this. Um, the book the book is awesome. I really enjoyed reading it. So I I like, you know, I want our listeners to read it because I think a lot of the people that are around our age group would enjoy it for the nostalgia's sake. I think a lot of our younger listeners would enjoy it for the realism of the prospects of like working at a park sake and kind of the nerddom sake. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think there's a pretty broad appeal, especially to, to, to our audience here that I think uh, a lot of people would really enjoy it. And I mean, I know we're we're coming up on the tail end of COVID here, but we all still got to be safe. So what the hell else are you doing? Read a book. Yeah, yeah, I, I like that uh, that uh, pitch there. Before well, we, uh... no, I'm just making sure that uh, we get a a good proper plug in for Summer's Reach here. So okay, so did you speaking of Cedar Point movies? Um, did you ever see or hear about Edge of Seventeen? I've heard about it. I haven't seen it, but I understand, you know, what it is and what they did. And yeah, I think they they didn't film too much of it. They they tr- they they set it at the park, but they filmed most of it across the bay and in, in greater uh, Erie County, right? Yeah, pretty much. I think they used like I don't know three clips from like B roll footage of the causeway, and then. There was like one shot of downtown Sandusky and then one shot of that Maples Motel um, down. Is that Erie? Forgot the name of the road. It's if you were to go uh, directly, directly east along the along the lake. Yeah, six or four or something or. I don't know. There's, I'm sure if you've seen the motel, like you'll, you, you would definitely recognize it, but, um, I don't know. I guess it's kind of a shithole. Yeah, no, I, I haven't seen that. Um, I should check it out, I guess though, if it's uh similar and, uh, I mean, it's like a coming of age coming out movie in the eighties, but there's not, there's not really a lot of, uh, there's not too many stories though. And it's always kind of cool. Yeah, no, I I definitely think it was it's cool and I I love how it fits the time that it's set in. Yeah, no, I will. I'll look I'll look at that now that I'm uh... Oh, I meant your book. I haven't seen that film. <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah, well, thank you. I I was going to say real quick I also love that time period it's set in because you didn't have to bother fucking explaining cell phones really. Oh yeah, yeah, they that was their place and yeah, that's what was so perfect about it too. I mean, like how you know my age at the time, but just yeah, it was like and right on the cusp of that, like you know, incoming technology. And I, I kind of hint at it at a couple points, but I mean, the whole thing with dragster too, like dragster was this new tech. I mean, it's crazy to think how, like, you know, that that ride is, uh, you know, 18 years old at this point because it still seems pretty advanced. And I yeah. mean, 
you know, you know, I don't blame them for, you know, not being able to, you know, keep it up because it's just crazy how, how like forget the, the stats on speed and, and stuff and then height, but just the, just the advanced uh, element of that launch system and all those sensors and stuff. And, you know, it was really, you know, it was, it was a change from, you know, to hold up a lift and let gravity do the, do the trick to the, you know, now, now we see things that are more launched than not. Right. You know, now everybody has to have a launch. And a multi yeah, It's like a standard part of the, the lineup now. Yeah. Now everybody has a track that switches out when the, when the, when the coasters go in at full speed. <laughs> yeah. That, that part is pretty crazy to see, um, you know, moving parts, like uh that move it at at the speed of the ride yeah yeah and and the fact that it's intimate (laughs) well yeah hagrid's is one of the most impressive rides like ever (laughs) technologically yeah what about pantheon seeing this what Honestly, scares the shit out of me knowing it's Intamin. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like you think about every single point where something could go wrong, and you're like, "Oh my god, <laughs> these guys don't have the greatest track record for that." <laughs> yeah, Ben, I saw that footage of Pantheon that came out this week. That ride looks really impressive. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm glad, and I'm glad it's Intamin because Intamin. Um, like mocks are cool, but copper at strike just wasn't that, I don't know. I feel like people were expecting it to be kind of a maverick and it was good. They're just not the same Intamin. Uh, although I haven't ridden like the brand new Intamins, but even the more modern Intamins, you still feel like you could die if <laughs> there was a restraint failure. And I really enjoy that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, they are. I mean, they've, you know, even if they tone it down a little, I mean, from, you know, where we last saw them with, you know, Skyrush and I-305 and yeah. Maverick, there's a, you know, yeah, no, I'm excited to get down there and check that out. I haven't been to that park either in a long time. So um, hopefully, hopefully it opens and I'll have the opportunity to go down and check it out. Yeah, right. What, okay. Remember that Draken Spiral Spire, whatever. Is that a thing anymore? I think I read somewhere they canceled it, but I don't know if that was, you know, that may have just been like a, okay. a wet dream. That may have been like, you know, the Disney, you know, 30, 30 plan or whatever, you know? Right. Okay. Huh. What are you talking about? The, the other Bush gardens, Intamin multi-launch, the 300 foot one, the giga. Oh Yeah. But it was like it looked like Wicked Twister, but it was three hundred feet tall, and they announced it at the same time. But they didn't really announce it. I don't know. It was like, yeah, they kind of like, like that animation leaked, and like, yeah, I wonder what's up with that. But who knows? SeaWorld's been like going, you know, ham with like, uh, you know, all these installations. So. They're like, Whatever. they're like, we're going out of business. Spend all the money. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's spend all this money and then we'll short the company to with some insider trading. Yeah, but I'm sure <laughs> the games changed, you know, in the past you know, eighteen months. I mean, I have no idea, no insight. I'm just you know 
speculating. Yeah, I, don't don't follow our stock tips. <laughs> <laughs> Put it all in Bitcoin, right? Or, or NFTs, you know? No, yeah, no, don't do that. Don't don't no. Yeah, no. disclaimer, get, you know. <laughs> get yourself a nice nine cat meme, and you'll hopefully be able to retire one day. Anyway, I don't know. I mean. I think the idea behind the NFT is that because it's using the Ethereum blockchain that essentially the the value of it will rise with inflation. So if if, if Ethereum raises in value due to inflation, the NFT itself should as well. So I think that's the idea behind it, which is kind of cool. I don't understand it well enough. I just know that you can sell them, so I think we should. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm probably closer to Zach than Ben on that. I mean, on, on, in terms of understanding them. Um, but, you know, like, yeah, they I'm like I, I don't really, un- I, I don't know, but I know we have an opportunity here. <laughs> you yeah. sound like John Hammond. <laughs> It's like it's like you, you saw it and, and and you you just you just you know slapped it on a t-shirt and did you understand what you were uh... Yeah, actually so right now there's <laughs> there's a something I'm looking into kind of for work and it's idea of basically using an NFT as like a VIN number for a car. So when you buy the car, you have the NFT as like a, you know, as like a deed of the car basically to prove ownership. It's kind of cool. Yeah, that seems like it would be a. That seems useful. Not not practical. Yeah. Not not NFTs of like buttholes and selling farts, though. You know that could be a thing. <laughs> that is a thing, actually. But. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, so it's like it's like virtual title. Yeah. Sell sell your farts on NFTs. I don't even know what could we NFT like. We could like review a roller coaster we could ride a roller coaster and have the onboard audio or something just like talk about it afterwards for like I think it 30 seconds the, uh, logo of the beast i like the shitty golden tickets <laughs> yeah we could sell like our logo as an nft because it's not selling the actual logo it's just like the file or something i don't see i don't really know how it works (laughs) that's the problem i don't want to end up selling ownership to something that i don't intend to (laughs) right oh man you know when a lighter is about to go out and it's like that's the worst fucking feeling Whenever I when I used to smoke regularly and I would have like smokes but not a lighter, I would have to ask someone for a lighter and I would always be like, "This is the worst mistake a smoker could make." <laughs> anyway, anyway, uh, um, we've been at it for about two and a half hours, y'all. Yeah, yeah. You wanna you wanna wrap it up since it's after the midnight hour in the the East Coast. Yeah, I don't want to keep you uh, keep you up on that. Although this is fun, and I'm really glad you uh, you were able to come on. Yeah, this is yeah, cool. totally. Thank you so much for reaching out to us and sharing your book. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for reading it and having me on your show. Like I said, I'm a fan, and you know, I'll continue listening. If you, uh, 
get into the coaster season here. Yeah, it's the time. And um, are you uh, potentially thinking about any events this year? No, I mean, like I said, if, you know, uh, you know, you guys, uh, you know, want to go to Mount Olympus, you know. <laughs> but uh, no, I got my, I no events, but, uh, you know, I have some trips planned with, you know, my buddy. Like I said, you know, sometimes I'm moving around and wind up hitting the park here and there. But, uh, you know, we'll see what the, see what the future brings. For sure, for sure. Well, we're going to put it out there because now it's on the books. Hollywood Nights. So if you're available for that, that's going to be fun. I think that's early, right? I don't know about that one. But that I, is June. I mean, never say never, I guess. Right? Fourth and fifth, I want to say. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, I think it's fourth and fifth. Yeah, I know that one's like uh, like the quintessential one. Like that one is like the you know the event you know above all others. So. Yeah, I mean. We've been talking about it, and uh, kind of like a, a group thing came up between us and a, a couple friends, and now the the wheels are in motion. So we're we're announcing it here. Cool, and that's awesome. Well, you guys have fun. You know, are you are is this the first time that you guys have gone to that one, or have you done that one in the past? I went to the first one in '06, like after they brought it back from. Stark Raven Mad mm-hmm. as Hollywood Nights, but I haven't gone since, so it's been 15 years. Yeah, I've, I've never been to the event. So, and actually, I haven't been on Thunderbird either, so there's a credit there for me, so that's cool. Oh, yeah, cool, but um, yeah, we'll be there so. Um, if you're able to make it there, it'd be great to meet you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, sometime down the road. Yeah. I'll, you know, I'll, who knows? Like I said, I, you know, uh, you know, otherwise always... if you end up in Chicago, definitely let me know. Oh yeah. 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 If you wind up in, uh, you know, the New York, uh, Metro. Yeah. Let me know. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. And. Yeah, so I don't know. Um, what do we got? Our normal annoying shit. Quick shit. Uh, socials. We're on all of them. Give us the follow. We put dumb memes online, and maybe we'll sell one as an NFT soon. You'll have to stay tuned. <laughs> um, give us a review on whatever app you use to listen to podcasts. We appreciate it. That's the way new listeners can find us. So, you know. All of us weirdos can have this hangout sesh together, and it's all fun. Uh, <laughs> you can hit us up. We are available. Your favorite coaster sucks at gmail.com. Uh, voicemail line, 312-572-9552. Um, the website's the easiest way to find any of this stuff. Uh, your favorite coaster sucks.com. Uh, we are on Patreon and I'll insert the list of listeners right here. All right. Thanks a bunch to these awesome folks on Patreon. Gabe Mazurik, Keith Iorio. Iorio? Thanks a bunch. Keith is Keith's awesome. Uh, Coaster Ferg, Davis Skelton, Dane, 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 Jesus, Dane and Rafferty, Hemi, Sean Brookheiser, Drew B, Gabriel Ludwiski, 
Nathan Slater, Brian Lewis, Joshua Knight, Luann Lewis, Scott Levine, Mikey Mayo, Michael Muldoon, Tristan Cox, Dominic B., Stefan Feinbaum, Daniel Puckett, Nathan Hart, Jonathan Hawkins, Jared Mullen, Brandon Carter, Ryan Shoemaker, and of course, our executive producer, Prairie Coasting. Go check out his podcast. Thanks so much to those wonderful people. You all are fantastic. Thanks to all of those uh, fine folks. Uh, and if you're interested in getting your name on that fine list, jump on over to patreon.com slash your favorite coaster sucks. Starting at just $1 a month. We give you a shout out on the show. We do our monthly zoom hangs. We got bonus episodes. It's a lot of fun. And you know what? You can so- show your support and we, we totally appreciate it. Um, yeah. So thanks. Thanks a bunch again for joining us. KI and sending us your book this is absolutely a pleasure and totally unexpected because I did not expect anyone who listened to our show to write a book. <laughs> ah, you're appealing to the academics out there. Yeah. So no, no, That's, thank you guys is- for do, doing what you do and, you know, creating a, you know, humorous and entertaining content on a, on a weekly basis. I know it's a lot of work. I mean, or, for me, this is an excuse to get high and drink with my buds. So. Or that. <laughs> yeah, I was going <laughs> to be able to bullshit about coasters. Yeah, I was going to say it's kind of like it's like a day on the calendar of like, all right, don't do anything the next day, like or you know, nothing major. Yeah, but, uh, it's always it's always just having fun. But yeah, no. But yeah, it's I'm, good. I I'll I'll I promise I'll finish the book. I'm genuinely interested. I'll uh, I'll send you a message when I finish. I'm excited. Cool. Yeah, let me know what you think. Oh, I forgot to mention. Also, thank you for joining our Discord. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been you know popping in there. It's a yeah, it's a it's a cool uh, you know scene. It is. It's a fun group in there, and it's it's pretty lively. So thank you for joining there. There's yeah. a lot of good chatter. Keeps me sharp on my knowledge. <laughs> if you want if you want the cutting edge, that you know those go those guys are on top of it in there. They they have uh, you know. Seriously, some of some of our crew in there could put Ben and I to shame if it was trivia night. Yeah, they break stories, so they do all the work. You know, but it, you know, hey, that's you know, let let the you know. Let the next generation we're, have it. Right, so we're, we're all a bunch of nerds, so let's just have some fun. And yeah, yeah. So thanks, thanks for being so actively a part of uh, our thing, man. We we super appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. All right, all right. Thanks for joining us, Ki, and thank you for listening. And until next time, your, your favorite, favorite coaster, coaster, coaster sucks. Uh, yes. I can see you, your brown skin shining in the sun. You're walking real slow and you're smiling at everyone And I can tell you my love for you